This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Our today is Monday. It is June 8th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Officials in Bucks County say 11 new COVID-19 cases have been traced to recent beach house gatherings at the Jersey Shore. Of the 33 new cases reported Saturday, 11 have been traced to contact with a New Jersey resident who attended multiple house gatherings at the shore during the past two weeks, officials said. One Bucks County case reported Saturday has also been traced to that individual, said Dr. David Damsker, the director of the Bucks County Health Department. This is exactly why we can't let our guard down, even if it feels safe to be at the beach, said uh, Dr. Damsker. One unlucky exposure can lead to a large cascade of cases down the line. We want everybody to enjoy the warmer weather and have fun. But let's keep in mind that COVID is still circulating in the community at baseline levels. It hasn't been revealed where in South Jersey the gatherings were held. Public health officials uh, continue to warn residents to use caution, both visiting the Jersey Shore and those protesting. And as more restrictions are being eased around the area. Now, health officials are reminding you of these tips. Of course, it's things that um, everybody has been talking about for months now at this point, but um, the reminders are to monitor your symptoms like uh, new onset fevers, cough or shortness of breath for 14 days. You try to stay away from other people for 14 days. If you can't stay home, be sure to wear a mask properly and stay at least six feet from others. Get tested for COVID-19 seven days after having been in a crowd. Nearly six million people in Philadelphia and nine other counties excuse me, in hard-hit southeastern Pennsylvania became the last in the state on Friday to shed the tightest restrictions, including a stay-at-home order. Gatherings in the yellow phase are still limited to 25 people and telework is to continue. The pandemic in Pennsylvania has affected more than 75,000 people. New Jersey will enter stage two of its restart and recovery plan on Monday, June 15th, which will see the return to outdoor dining and in-person retail shopping. The governor stresses customers and businesses should adhere to the Department of Health guidance, including social distancing and wearing masks. I went out over the weekend. Um, I had to run a few errands and I was surprised at, I, I assumed, you know, because uh, some of the restrictions were lifted here that that just meant, okay, well, now the stores are going to open. But a lot of the um, stores nationwide, like like the bigger stores, remained closed. They hadn't opened their doors. And I was surprised. I just thought every business, when they had the chance, would go right into, you know, back into business and to open. But uh, a lot of them remained closed. Yeah, well, they're so incrementally, obviously, and, and uh, things tend to vacillate. So, uh, yeah, I, I noticed that as well, Kathy. Things you thought would be open weren't, and then some yeah. things I didn't expect to be open were. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Uh, starting today, SEPTA will require all riders to wear a face mask or covering to reduce the spread of COVID-19. SEPTA tweeted Friday to help continue efforts to reduce the spread of the coronavirus beginning Monday, June 8th. Everyone riding SEPTA will be required to wear a face mask or covering. Uh, they tweeted, flatten the curve. The transit agency has been strongly urging customers to wear face coverings while riding, but it was not a requirement. In April, SEPTA issued a policy requiring riders to wear masks, but reversed its decision after videos of two separate incidents were posted on social media. One video showed a man being pulled off a bus by several Philadelphia police officers after the bus driver called 911. A police police report stated that the rider caused a disturbance on the bus stemming from a disagreement over wearing a mask. The second video circulated showed a SEPTA worker telling people on the bus to exit if they didn't have masks. The worker then directed one man who was wearing a bandana over his mouth to get off the bus. So they actually reversed their decision, but now they're back to uh, requiring it on all sets. 
SEPTA. Uh, so rec- uh, regular schedules are in effect on most SEPTA bus routes, trolleys, Norristown High Speed Line, Market Frankfurt, and the Broad Street Line. But you will have to wear a mask now if you are getting on. A shop right in Philadelphia's Parkside section has reopened after being ransacked and looted for hours last weekend. The store at 52nd and Parkside Avenue was damaged during protests last weekend following the death of George Floyd while he was in police custody. Over the course of 15 hours, it was picked clean by looters. With the help of 300 community members and employees, the store is back in business one week later. Our family is deeply committed to these communities and would not walk away and leave these neighborhoods without a supermarket to rely on, said Jeff Brown, president and CEO of Brown's Superstores. We know how the neighborhood depends on us for their livelihood, not only for food, but for jobs and other assistance. On Sunday, shoppers said there is hope for ongoing unity and ultimately for more locally owned businesses in the community. A prayer and community celebration will be held at the store today. In sports this morning. Now that the NBA has been approved to finish out its season in Orlando, that leaves the question of where the players, teams, and staff will stay. According to ESPN, NBA teams will be contained to three specific hotels within the Disney complex, with them leading candidates uh, being Animal Kingdom Lodge, uh, Jumbo House, and the Colorado Springs Resort. That kind of made me laugh that that all of the NBA teams are going to be staying at these Disney resorts, where yeah. like normally you see kids running around and playing in the pools. Uh, How big are those beds there, by the way? <laughs> yeah, are they, are they routinely large enough to accommodate seven-footers? <laughs> uh, it was also reported that all players will be tested for COVID-19 every night in the contained campus environment. This should help keep everyone safe, including players and staff at the resorts. As an added safety measure, the players uh, and their families will not be allowed entrance into the theme parks. Conor McGregor is retiring. Moments after the conclusion of UFC 250 early Sunday, McGregor tweeted that he was walking away from MMA. McGregor told ESPN that he has lost his excitement for the sport, saying the game just doesn't excite me, and that's that. All this waiting around, there's nothing happening. I'm going through opponent options, and there's nothing really there at the minute. There's nothing that's exciting me. He's joining the cast of The View, Kathy. Uh, <laughs> or maybe he's just, you know, uh, put, you know, uh, posturing for more money. Either way, it's I fine. Think, I think your guess is probably more correct. By the way, guys, I don't know. I saw some of the most vicious knockouts over the weekend in the UFC fights on Saturday night. Amazing stuff. <laughs> And uh, Michaela Mayer is no longer fighting in the co-feature of tomorrow night's top-ranked boxing card in Las Vegas after testing positive for the coronavirus. Mayer announced the results of her tests on Instagram. She was uh, scheduled to be the co-feature bout against Helen Joseph. In her post, she wrote, It came as a complete surprise. I am currently asymptomatic and am quarantining at an off-site location per uh, recommended guidelines. The rest of my team tested negative, and they are all in good health. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks a bunch, Kathy. We welcome you back from the weekend. We are resetting, as we always do on a Monday morning, for uh, many things, including a new Word of the Week prize. We have a $250 Meineke gift card for the location in the Mayfair section of Northeast Philly. So uh, we'll get the letter of the day at the end of the program, and that'll make a word by the end of the week. Oh, and we welcome back Nick McElwain. Yeah! 
to the studios here in Bella Kenwood. How you doing, man? I'm good. Is this working? It's working. How about that? Yeah, I forgot my right. headphones. I'll have those at home. Seriously? Uh, yeah, so I'm borrowing the guest headphones oh, for this morning. Funny. But yeah, it's really nice to see you guys. Uh, so we have Nick back this week. We're scheduled to have Kathy back in the studio next week, and the whole family will be returning, and we're and obviously you and I go work from home. Then we leave for a while. <laughs> just keep rotating. Nah, we, uh, you know, we, we've got some uh, safety restrictions set in place here in the building, and slowly the uh, uh, the staff is making its way back into the hallways, and we're all just uh, following the rules and making sure everybody stays safe. I got to tell you, I, I was um, I was fully expecting everybody to be broadcasting from home at some point, and me be the only one in the studio. That's that's really true. Look at that. When it when they it's all leave you here. Uh, with no, I mean they yeah. they need somebody to stay in the studio. It would either been like me or like maybe Sarah or something like all that. Right. But just the you know the way that the chips were falling, I was like, well, yeah. that was the original plan. Yeah, they yeah. actually made a full plan. Joe Bell, our uh, head muckety muck here, said, "Who here is expendable?" <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that was the deal. So, but it, we never had to call in that Omega plan. Yep. So we are uh, slowly bringing things back into uh, you know the normal order. So uh, Nick is back, which is cool. And you know what, Nick, you take this moment to uh, promote the event you have coming up, the big climb. Yeah. So uh, they're doing big virtual climb this uh, Saturday. I've done a lot of work with uh, the LLS, which is Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, over the last few years. Uh, and uh, we used to do this big climb in the FMC Tower downtown. That's not happening this year for obvious reasons. But there's a virtual climb that's happening nationwide. And so all the information is up on PrestonAndSteve.com. There is still Team Luke. Uh, my nephew Luke has leukemia. He's doing well, and uh, we're hoping that he'll be in remission by the end of this year. But uh, LLS is just this incredible organization, and they just they, they collect a lot of money, and so much of it goes right to research. So uh, if you're interested in joining our team, we are still accepting um, team members for Team Luke, and then information's up on PrestonAndSteve.com. We'd love to have you be a part of the team on Saturday. And, and do you can do a virtual climb in your steps at home. Mm-hmm. You can sit on your couch and not do anything at all. Yeah, it's really easy this year, so uh, we'd love to have you be a part of it. Do you know what's cool about this? It provides the chronically lazy the ability to donate and pretend that they did the big climb. Exactly. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can really pretend if you want. Yeah, because really the money is the, the donations. Yes. Help. That's what you really Will want. Will you get a t-shirt out of it? You can get a shirt. That, there's all sorts of different... Fully pretend like you did it. <laughs> yeah. You could eat a pound cake and yeah. still get your t-shirt for yeah. completing mm-hmm. the big climb. Are you virtually climbing? Yes, yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> I'm climbing the social ladder. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thanks, that's yeah. that's going to kind of be the the way things are going because the uh, the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. I'm doing a, a virtual event this year. Normally, do we do the big thing at Citizens Bank Park? Yeah, that's not going to happen. So I'll get details coming up on that. I think it's going to be on uh, the twentieth. So we're getting ready for that. Now. You guys are really adapting because uh, we're doing the Max Fund event. We're doing a sex in, and that's probably wrong. Huh. Yeah. Sex in, yeah, yeah. Huh. So that's probably, uh We should probably alter that. <laughs> All right, so uh, guest-wise, uh, you know, we mentioned the NBA. Mark Zumoff is going to be joining us today, and uh, we'll see what he knows and, and can bring us up to speed on him, what he thinks is going to happen. Uh, so we'll do that in the 8 o'clock hour talk with uh, the great zoo. Now, uh, on Friday, we chose the school Great Valley High School in Malvern as our coolest teacher of the year, uh, People, the people that get to make a decision on their school. And we have a winner, and I am happy to announce that the students voted, and they have said the coolest teacher of the past year at Great Valley High School has been Miss Jessica Stanhagen. So Miss Stanhagen is an art teacher at Great Valley. And uh, what's really cool is she this year received her Master of Fine Arts degree from the University of the Arts. That's a double arts. That's pretty damn awesome. She had gotten her bachelor's degree uh, in art education from Neandy University. 
Uh, I'm sorry, from, it says Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. IUP, yeah, okay. That's how big that school is, Preston. Wow. Uh, and a uh, master's in education from Westchester, and uh, now she got her master of fine arts. She just, you just can't stop her. She's been teaching in Great Valley since 2012. Leave some knowledge for us. Uh, so maybe we'll have a chance to talk to her at some point uh, during the show today. So uh, Jessica Stan Hagen, congratulations from the students at Great Valley High School. That means we have to pick another one. And by the way, this is our final week of doing this. So oh, we only right. have uh, five schools left, and then we are finished. So give us a good one, person. I'm drawing a name, and I have done it. We're headed back to Jersey. Glassboro High School. Hey. Oddly enough, in Glassboro, New Jersey. Well, that's weird. All right, so you now have the opportunity to let us know who is going to get the presidency coolest teacher of the year coffee mug. It's a little gift, but it means a lot coming from you. So that's what we want. And here's how you do it, Glassboro High School. You just text the word teacher to 3933. That is it. Text the word teacher to 3933. And then we are going to, I'm sorry, 39333. 333. (laughs) Uh, And then we're going to send you a text, and uh, that has the link, and then you can let us know who the teacher is. So 39333, text word teacher. That's all you got to do. All right, with that, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second, and uh, some entertainment stories, a stupid question, and uh, we will just keep moving forward on a beautiful start to your Monday morning. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Steven Singer Jewelers Showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut is now open for appointments only. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com to book your appointment today. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, I'm going to do a stupid question, and we are going to give away today a digital download of the pulse-pounding thriller, Becky. Oh, starring Lulu Wilson. Yes, yeah, I watched that. Kevin James. Yeah, I watched how, that on, how was uh, it? on Saturday night. Uh, I enjoyed it. And Kevin James is uh, a badass, right? Yeah, yeah, he's right. like a neo-Nazi guy, and wow. um, you know, I've never seen Kevin James in a in a role like that, and he's totally believable. All right, so we are going to give that away for a correct answer. This went to a couple of events where I heard the name Malcolm X used this weekend, so I thought that that would be a good question. Here is it's a simple one. What was his birth name? Malcolm X, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. We have birthdays today on Monday, June 8th, while we await your answer. And we will begin with Juliana Margulies, uh, formerly of ER. Uh, she was on The Sopranos, too. And The Good Wife, right? Yes, correct. So she was a, a politician or somebody who was cheated on by... Uh... I remember the, I watched the first few episodes. I thought it was really good. And because I thought it was really good, I'd never watched it again. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> recently, uh, she showed up in Billion. She has a story arc there. Oh, as does well. she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last thing I saw her in was uh, the movie with Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. And I can't oh, remember yeah. the name, the name the of it. The Good Side. The Good Side, yeah. Not a very good movie. No. She yep. was. She yep. was. Uh, she did get an Oscar nomination for Ghost Ship, though, Preston. Oh, oh yeah. did she? Yeah. No, it wasn't the good side. The upside. It was the upside. The upside. Yeah. Yep. That's the one. What's upside? Uh, which is too bad because I went to see part of that movie filmed in uh, in Delaware County. Yeah. Uh, with Kevin Hart and um, and Nicole Kidman. I was really hoping it was going to be good. Was, but Juliana Margulies looked great in it. She's 54 today. Uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans who has been here in our studio. I think he was here on his 60th birthday. He, he absolutely was. was. Yeah. We got him a birthday cake. He was He was here with, uh, was he with Sean? 
He was here, I believe, with Sean, and it was a surprise. We didn't know he was going to be showing up until, like, later on. That, that was pretty was cool. awesome. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about one of the guys who is responsible for my angle, my take on comedy, yeah. he's he's amazing. Uh, and he celebrates his 62nd birthday. So two years ago today, he was sitting just over to my left here. So happy birthday to Keenan Ivory Waynes. Uh, Scott Adams, who created the uh, Dilbert character, uh, which you would see, you know, in the newspaper. Are you a Dilbert fan? Uh, it's okay. It just wasn't up to Dondi level. Yeah. Dondi? <laughs> Remember Dondi? No. It was the most boring. It was a little kid. It was the most boring comic strip. Oh, my and God. And I'd be like, you know, sometimes they would refresh some of the comic strips, and the ones that you wanted them to refresh refresh uh, were there, weren't there, and Dondi yeah. was always there. Uh, well, Scott Adams, guy who created Dilbert, is 63 today. Nancy Sinatra, Frank's oh, wow. daughter, is 80 today. Yeah. His boots are made for walking. Yeah. Was that the only hit? She no, had. she had a couple Did others. She? Yeah, okay. um, and uh, she actually is featured fairly prominently in this movie. Again, it's a documentary if you've never seen it called The Wrecking Crew. Yep, and she talks about these L.A. musicians that are legendary. Uh, so she turns eighty today. By the way, she did a nude. Uh, yeah, I loved it. Playboy, in, in Playboy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have Kanye West. Kanye is forty-three years old today. They normally do big blowout birthday parties for everybody in that crew, the Kardashians. And no doubt. The Jenners and everything. I, I doubt they're doing that this year. Probably they a Chuck E. Cheese. A huge uh, drive-by, a car drive-by. Oh, they did one of those. Okay. And for Kanye, yeah, with the balloons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is wonderful. Though last week you did report that he had set up college funds for uh, George Floyd's uh, kids. Uh, yeah. Kids, yep. So, uh, or his uh, daughter, yeah. Uh, Kanye is 40. Scoop. Scoop dee dee whoop. That's when he's getting the ice cream for everybody at the birthday party. Scoop dee. Scoop dee whoop. He has an ice cream truck business, and this is what. Uh, right. You know what, though? As part, it's a sort of a Russian roulette con- with ice cream because when he says poopity, he will scoop out poop. But if he says other, just scoopity, you're getting ice cream. That would be a great name for an ice cream yeah. place. Scoopity. No, scoopity scoop. Oh. Uh, not not, not poopity scoop. Scoopity scoop. Poopity scoop. But it does start with scoop dee dee whoop or scoop dee dee whoop. This is actually you talk about songs with with veiled meaning. That song's about World War One. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Scoop dee and trench warfare. Whoopity dee scoop whoop poop poop dee dee whoop scoop poop. Wow. <laughs> Did anybody ever figure out what that was or supposed to think, be? I don't think he he's think he quasi addressed it. I think he said it was just um sort of inter- whoop, whoop. expelling whoop. the emotion of the time. Scoop dee dee whoop. Whoop dee dee scoop. Now he makes whoop a dee dee scoop poop. <laughs> he says three whoop. salient points there. Yeah. Whoop did he scoop? Scoop, scoop did he whoop. Yeah, exactly. Whoop did he scoop? Poop. And then he counters his own argument. Yeah. Whoop did he scoop? All right. Happy <laughs> birthday, uh, Kanye. Uh, in the world of music as well, Bonnie Tyler, Total Eclipse of the Heart, is 69. Now, here's a little detail I didn't know. She's Welsh. I never knew that. What the hell? Yeah, what's that all I've about? I've been living a lie. What the f- <laughs> Say it again, Preston. <laughs> She's Welsh. What Sh- the f- <laughs> God damn it! I was just Bonnie a- Tyler's Welsh! I was incensed when I found out. She's Welsh. Welsh! Uh, so happy 69th birthday. What the f- <laughs> yeah. uh, and she had a uh, holding out for a hero. I didn't know that was her. Yeah, wow. that's, she did it for Primo. Uh, was, I uh, thought she did commercial. it for uh, <laughs> Short Circuit. Isn't it in that? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, holding out for a hero. Well, it's also in yeah. Footloose. 
Okay, it maybe is. that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Okay. Yeah, all right. 69 today. All right, so I have a story about the, the next birthday. Uh, Nick Rhodes, keyboardist from Duran Duran. Yes. Uh, I had a chance to meet those guys. You remember when uh, the song Ordinary World came out? Love that song. Outstanding mm-hmm. song. Great album. Really awesome concert. One of those concerts where I'm like, yeah, I'll go check it out. And I was like, wow. Likewise. This is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, So we met the band, and Nick Rhodes is kind of like this. Hello, how are you? You know, this is and I'm wearing eyeliner. I, I reached out to shake his hand, thinking I was going to get the dead fish. Yeah. Dude had a firm <laughs> handshake. Oh, no kidding. Very surprising. Whatever wow. he hits, he kills. <laughs> <laughs> and he was incredibly nice, too. Aww. I always found him... Yeah, I always thought in that band, he was just kind of this, you know, just... I don't know. Wayfish uh, sort of. Yeah, and, and just a, like very little personality and everything. He was a really nice guy. So I love well, He's love a that. power lifter. Uh, wow. Yeah. I had no idea. I'm now going to do 700 pounds <laughs> or kilos. But he had a surprising firm handshake. So Nick Rhodes is uh, 58 today. And the last birthday from the Allman Brothers Band, Derek Trucks, one of the greats, is uh, celebrating his, it says 41st birthday. No, there's, yeah. no, there's no way. Yeah. No. Really? Oh, no, no, no. He's young. He's yeah. that young? Yeah, he's that young. Well, now he's at the Derek Trucks Band with his wife, uh, Susan Tedeschi. Actually, it's the Tedeschi Trucks Band. So what, is he, what does he play, Preston? Now, he's a guitarist. I, yeah. I, I need to know my Allman Brothers history because maybe he joined the band late. He he did. He, okay. uh, he was like a guitar virtuoso. All right. Came onto the scene wow. at, a, at a really young age. Um, and, uh, yeah, so then he created this uh, Derek Trucks Band. Susan Tedeschi would guest sing on that band, and then they just created the Tedeschi Trucks Band. And okay, yeah, you'd have to be good history. to play the uh, some of the Allman Brothers stuff. Trey, uh, Trey, and him, they did a uh, um, God, was it? Yeah, it had to have been in August, where they were do- they were co headlining an event, and the first night Trey um, guest uh, guitared for their band, and then the following night they guest. You know, for his band, and it was just—it was really, really awesome. Nice, happy birthday to everybody celebrating one today. Let's even get an answer to the stupid question: uh, What was the birth name of Malcolm X? Two one five two six three WMMR. I'm going to go to Brandon. Good morning, Brandon. Scoopity scoop. Yes, <laughs> and a scoopity poop to you. Uh, so, what was uh, Malcolm X's birth name? Uh, Malcolm Little. Malcolm Little. Uh, hang on a second, Brandon. We'll get your information, and we are going to give you a digital download of the Pulse Pounding Thriller Becky, starring Lulu Wilson, Kevin James, and Joel McHale. And when a rebellious teen goes on a weekend getaway with her father, a group of convicts wreak havoc on their lives, forcing an epic fight for survival. You can stream it instantly on Redbox On Demand today, and that is rated R. Uh, let's see. We got a bunch of different stories uh, from the weekend. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon uh, brought two of their children with them to a memorial honoring uh, slain Kentucky EMT Brianna Taylor on what would have been her 27th birthday. Damon's wife, uh, Luciana Barroso, also joined them. Taylor was killed in her home on March 13th when play, plainclothes officers entered in uh, on a no-knock warrant and shot her eight times. Uh, she is one of the many murdered black people who protesters are demanding justice for. So they went out and uh, had showed their support. Meanwhile, Affleck's girlfriend, Ana de Armas, uh, has apparently decided to troll the paparazzi with a cardboard cutout of herself in front of uh, Ben's home. Uh, his children, with Jennifer Garner, by the way, Violet, Seraf- uh, Violet Serafina 
and uh, Samuel reporting to the ones who put it outside the house. Oh, okay. And she was spotted for the first time with Affleck and his Did kids. Did they fall for it? Back on May 23rd. I don't think, I think they were kind of, you okay, know, doing a jokey yeah. statement. Uh, the pair have also been aggressively pursued by paparazzi as they go about errands and walk their dogs. So observers opine that the cutout is their way of making light of an irritating situation. Yeah, and this, that is skipped up in a, in a time where all of the things that are entertainment-based are on hold. Right. The paparazzi and the gossip rags are reporting stories like Ben Affleck seen leaving a froyo. Right. Uh, you know, and the, the, those that's what they're that's what that's a headline story. Right. Maybe, maybe they should not do that anymore, you know? <laughs> Just spend your time elsewhere. Well, now here's a story of a celebrity son who was arrested this weekend. Bill Murray's uh, son was arrested for assault and battery against a police officer, according to reports. The twenty seven year old Caleb Murray was cuffed after taking part in a largely peaceful protest in Martha's Vineyard. And Caleb was first charged with disorderly conduct and destruction of property for allegedly throwing a rock through a car window after the owner had punched a protester, our reports claim. So I don't know anything outside of that. And This I happened on Sunday? I don't know if Bill has said anything. I don't know yeah. what day this was on, Steve, whenever it was happening in Martha's Vineyard. But uh, I don't think, I don't know if Bill has commented on it as of yet. He doesn't comment on much. Kate Blanchett sustained a cut to her head from a chainsaw accident oh, at her home in East Sussex. She's okay, though. The Oscar winner actor was asked how lockdown was going by former Australian Prime Minister Julia Gillard on her podcast last week. Blanchett said, I'm fine. I had a bit of a chainsaw accident yesterday, <laughs> which sounds very, very exciting, but it wasn't. If you saw the injury, it's directly down the middle of her skull to the top of her nose. Whoa! And it's uh, a deep gash. No, she said, apart from the little nick to the head, Oh, okay. well, look at her being courageous. Uh, she split her skull in half. Gillard replied, be careful with that chainsaw. You've got a very famous head, and I don't think people would like to see any nicks taken out of it. For what was she using the chainsaw? She didn't say. Okay. Uh, Blanchett lives with her playwright husband, Andrew Upton, and their four children in a manor house. She was making banana bread. And had taken... <laughs> it, it was. It didn't yeah. come out quite right. And had taken much of the year off to help her eldest son through his A-levels. Uh, she said, and then all of this exam stuff evaporated because of school closures, and I'm left with an 18-year-old who doesn't really want to have anything to do with me. Uh, so it's a little bit discombobulating, but it's a high-class problem. We're all well, she said. So all of you with kids who are doing the, uh, you guys here, uh, doing the Zoom stuff from home, when you get to that part of the teaching that involves chainsaws, is that difficult? Well, yeah, because I'm afraid of chainsaws yeah, yeah. myself. I've yeah. had, I never actually handled one. You uh, need to she, do the lab, the practical lab. <laughs> she also said she's instead homeschooling her five-year-old daughter, which she said is challenging. I have a huge respect for the teaching profession. I always have. Uh, her next project will be Nightmare Alley, a thriller co-starring Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe, Tony Collette, and Runa Mari, based on the book by William Lindsay Gresham. Uh, Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling is facing backlash over a series of tweets Saturday about transgender people. She was criticized on uh, she was criticizing an opinion piece on the website for uh, Devex, a media platform for the global development community that referred to people who menstruate. And she tweeted, "I'm sure there used to be a word for those people. Someone help me out." Uh, Wumbin, wimpened, woman. She was like using yeah. make, made up words like Harry Potter type words. Um, then in another tweet, she spoke about biological sex, saying, if sex isn't real, there's no same-sex attraction. If sex isn't real, uh, the 
the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It isn't hate to speak the truth. Uh, the LGBTQ advocacy group GLAD criticized Rowling's tweets as inaccurate and cruel. Uh, the group said J.K. Rowling continues to align herself with an ideology which willfully distorts facts about gender identity and people who are trans. Is it wise to take on someone who knows all those spells? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but she walked back some of her comments, and I'm sure she's got more to say about that eventually. Uh, the CW's Riverdale is vowing to make changes amid a worldwide call for justice and equality. Riverdale is one of the many shows that's come under fire for its treatment and portrayal of black characters. Vanessa Morgan criticized Riverdale on social media, writing, Tired of how black people are portrayed in media. Tired of us being portrayed as thugs, dangerous, or angry, scary people. Tired of us also being used as sidekick, non-dimensional characters to our white leads. Or only used in the ads for diversity, but not actually in the show. It starts with the media. Uh, Robert Aguirre Sakaza, the show's creator and executive producer, wrote on social media, We hear Vanessa. We love Vanessa. She's right. We're sorry. And we make the same promise to her, to you that we did to her. Uh, we'll do better to honor her and the character she plays as well as all of our actors and characters of color. Change is happening and will continue to happen. Riverdale will get bigger, not smaller. Riverdale will be a part of the movement, not outside of it. And Morgan was also quick to say that she did not blame her fellow castmates and several, including Lily Reinhardt and Asha Brumfield had voiced their support for her. Ken Jennings' nostalgic flashback show uh, wasn't enough to tide Jeopardy fans over during lockdown after scrapping its programming for the foreseeable future. Over the outbreak, the new Jeopardy episodes, uh, fresh content is going to be running June 12th and will feature the popular teacher's tournament, followed by regular episodes uh, showcasing returning champions. So I've been watching Ken Jennings on the show called Masterminds. Yes. And uh, he came on to promote that show. It's actually, once you get your handle, uh, your, your your mind around how they handled the progression, it's actually a, a good show. And he is, he's uh, he's from another planet. Yeah, <laughs> his, he is. His, the level that he competes at, um, and, and sometimes he's not on the show, so you have three masterminds who compete against the other contestants. And on particular days, he's not there. Both my wife and I, oh, it's not going to be a Ken episode because he's he's that dominant. Uh, the rest of Jeopardy! summer schedule has yet to be announced. Uh, it's been a bumpy road for the series, which, of course, stopped taping shows last month over social distancing concerns after banning a live audience didn't pan out. Meanwhile, Alex Trebek, has, of course, has been battling stage four pancreatic cancer. Uh, the nearly 80-year-old entertainer hasn't announced who will replace him as a host when he does depart the show for good, however, fans speculate that uh, Jennings could be his possible replacement. Well, that possible successor. he actually... That's not a bad idea. He if, actually has the ability. He, if he, he can, could do that. If he can hone his hosting skills right. a little bit longer... You know, it's possible that that he could they could hand him that. You need to have that level of respect for the person who is the quiz master or the answer giver or whatever you want to refer to Alex Trebek. And you certainly know Ken Jennings has the cred. Yep. So the way that they're taping and then airing the episodes is interesting because last week they wrapped up one of the teachers tournaments, right. what had been which had been taped. I don't know when because Alex was shaking their hands. But they've yeah, aired it episodes. Before. It was okay. before, yeah. Because they've aired episodes where Alex doesn't shake hands and there's social distancing happening and then they stop taking together. And on altogether. Friday, he dry humped the concert. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> which I thought, wow, this had to be. If you watched uh, America's uh, Funny Some Videos last night, they had a, a new episode where 
uh, Alfonso Ribeiro came down the steps, and the and the audience was there was no audience. Okay, so the oh. tables were there, and he he pretended he was high fiving, <laughs> and he did his deal and explained that they're you know they're starting to come back and and do all that. But it right. is weird to see that. Yeah. Uh, after 13 years of marriage, actress Jordana Brewster and Andrew Form decided to separate without causing any waves. Uh, the split is said to be amicable, with the couple filing for separation sometime earlier this year. The Bell family. A uh, source. Jordana's part of the family. Uh, a source claims maybe the source was Vin Diesel. Probably he said they have, he's a gossiper. He said they have the utmost respect for each other. Tell me more. Tell me more. And uh, they want to continue as family, right? Uh, and as uh, any couple in their position should, Brewster and Form seem to be putting their children, their family first. Uh, the uh, source. Uh, the source confirmed this sentiment uh, to the publication. I turned on uh, the TV the other day and fast. I think five was on. I don't know. Uh, here's the deal. I don't know anything about these movies. Right. And I came in. I sadly do. Okay. No, I they're actually good. I came in, I don't even know, maybe a half hour, 45 minutes into the movie, and I was able to pick up like I had been, you know, part of this franchise since the very beginning, therein lies yeah. the enjoyment of them. So they're 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 virtually science fiction, and you know there's yeah. there's stuff that goes on that's just. Uh, but if you can turn yourself over to that, yeah. And I don't not it's not for everyone. Yeah, I, I was resistant, but they, it eventually seduces you because they go so nuts yeah. that you're like, okay. Well, Steve, you and I saw Hobbs and Shaw, and again, yeah. I, I watched that. <laughs> I, I know nothing about either it. their really their backstories. And they do a nice job in the very beginning, just sort of going. You need hey, to know it's about family. Yeah, these guys don't like each other too much, neither. <laughs> right? <laughs> they don't like each other. Yeah, right? Exactly. They don't like too much, neither. Uh, they have two sons together, Julian and Rowan, who are six and four. Uh, they met while they were on the set for the film Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, which Brewster acted in and. Uh, and form had produced. Uh, they appeared to be inseparable. Se- inseparable. <laughs> Inse- we never eat. <laughs> inseparable. Uh, since filming ended in late 2005, vacationing in the Bahamas at a resort for Christmas, and then moving in together right after. Apparently, uh, they moved in after being together for only a month or so. Well, when um, 13 years is a good in Hollywood, that makes them one of the seasoned couples of all time. Yeah. Uh, two years later, after they dated, they got married on uh, Nevis Island in a private ceremony. But now they're getting divorced. She was in here when they were produ- when they were promoting uh, the Dallas, Dallas reboot. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. Queen Elizabeth's corgis have their own footmen and menu. That's got to be demeaning. This is according to Darren McGrady. Coming who, right away, Mr. Scruffy. <laughs> who worked as a chef for Buckingham Palace. He said, I didn't expect to be cooking for the Queen's dogs when I started working at Buckingham Palace. Does Mr. Scruffy want his anal grand express today? I thought I was going <laughs> I want to die so badly. <laughs> he said. I want to die now. But I'm a chicken at heart. I'm a hollow man. Who waits hand and foot on a dog? He said, I thought I was going to be cooking for kings, queens, and presidents. I did eventually, but one of the first jobs I had was cooking for the corgis, the royal corgis. Today I cooked a corgi and fed it to Her Majesty. (laughs) I finally got my revenge. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to detonate this vest of dynamite. He said (laughs) uh, he he was making fresh food every day, and he said the corgis had their own menu. Apparently, Mr. Scruffy did not like his food. I'll take it back. 
Uh, this was sad news to see, and uh, it's more from the sports realm, but Steve, you'll certainly remember uh, Kurt Thomas. Yes. First U.S. male gymnast to win a world championship gold medal, died over the weekend. He was 64 years old. I mean, you're talking about a person who has been in absolute prime physical Peak condition. Shape. Yeah, I remember him. entire life. He was amazing. Yeah, and, and uh, you know... Th- on, would you call him a, like uh, like a Mark Spitz level or or a uh, or well? A... I mean, he didn't dominate the sport, but for the U.S., he was groundbreaking. Yeah. He, he and Bart Connor at the yeah. time were yeah, teammates. Yeah, huge. Yeah, and Bart Connor went on to become more of a a, a, a sportscaster and yep. and uh, had success. And and Kurt Thomas did a little bit, but Kurt was the guy who was like the lead of the team. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he had a stroke in May. And it was caused by a tear of the uh, basilar artery in the brain stem. Well, and, uh, and there you died go. From that. Yeah. Do not exercise. Don't, wait a minute. I don't think that's the message That's the here. takeaway here. Uh, that's Do what not I took away. try to get so, into shape. It will kill you. After competing in the 1976 Montreal Olympics, he won the floor exercise in the 1978 World Championships in France for the first U.S. men's title in the 79 Worlds in uh, Fort Worth. He defended the floor exercise title and won the horizontal bar while adding silver in the all-around pommel horse and parallel bars. Uh, Thomas, who also captured the American Cup three times, lost a chance for Olympic gold when the United States boycotted the 1980 Moscow Games. He said, in my mind and my heart, I knew I was the best at that time. Um, he started Indiana State, led to an NCAA uh, team title in 77. His popularity on campus at the time ranked second only to future basketball Hall of Famer Larry Bird. Uh, and uh, Bart Connor said Kurt was a fierce rival who went on to become a cherished friend. Two time, and uh, he was a two-time Olympic gold medalist, by the way. Bart Connor, he said, proud to have uh, been your teammate, sending hugs to his wife Becky, his children Hunter, Cassidy, and Kurt, as well as the entire gymnastics community. He lost a true pioneer. I always wanted, as a kid, I think the thing you would always look for is I always wanted a gymnast physique. I ended oh up with God. the gorilla's physique. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, by the way, he he was an innovator on the pommel horse. The, he had a dismount called the Thomas Salto, and it was considered so dangerous it eventually was banned from competition. Wow! And that was his. He he had uh, it involved guess, nitroglycerin. Correct? I don't know about that, but Steve, he actually starred in the 1985 movie Jim Cotta. So, oh. so well, Jim Cotta, if you don't if you don't remember this. Uh, so say he was being chased by people, mm-hmm. he'd, he'd be, start running or whatever, and then he'd turn around, and right above him would be a bar. Yeah. <laughs> and he would start. So if it was out in an open field, he was screwed. Yeah. But yeah. if he had, like, a pummel horse that yeah. was actually a bunch of boxes in front of him, uh, he but, could jimcotta their asses. By the poster, it looks like they had some serious problems with ninjas showing yes. up. Yeah. Ninjas? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. the, the blight uh, of the modern gymnasts okay. are the rogue ninjas. <laughs> yeah, they're in gyms around the country. Yeah. Yeah. You just you can't see them. That's it. Especially only in gymnasts, the, like uh, in They Live, yeah. they put on special glasses and they are able to see. The, oh. you, it's a thing that we really are protected from by our gymnasts. Right, right. <laughs> Thank God for that. Uh, but uh, no, he was uh, he, he was he was one of the the best, and he was an innovator. So Kurt Thomas, he was uh, watch Jim Cotta this weekend if you can. Sixty four years old. Sad news. All right, and then we'll do one more story. Uh, let's go. I don't want to do a downer. Well, you know what, but I, I should mention this, and Steve, this is really in, in your wheelhouse. Uh, Danny Hicks, who played Jake in Evil Dead 2, yeah. revealed he's been diagnosed with stage 4 cancer and has approximately <sighs> one to three years to live. Jesus. Made the announcement on his Facebook page on uh, Friday morning. I know you really don't prefer Evil Dead 2, but uh, to a lot of, uh, you know, 
I like it. I just think the first one is yeah, is, is yeah. my favorite. But I listen uh, anything in the Evil Dead realm and and the series uh, is great. But that's sad news because Evil Dead Two is essentially a, a more comic remake of yes. Evil Dead One. Yeah. Uh, to he he wrote to all people that I never got to meet and the six thousand and eighteen diehard fans that enjoy my work. Uh, I have some bad news. I've been diagnosed with stage four cancer. I have approximately one to three years to live, but I got to tell you, I sure as hell packed a whole bunch of living into my 68 years. Is it, is it pancreatic, Preston? It, it doesn't indicate in the story that I read, so I don't know. He said, I got no chance coming back, that's for sure, and not too many regrets. Okay, got to go. I'm going to find out just what in the hell is going on down in that fruit cellar, he wrote. And, of course, the fruit cellar is a reference to the gruesome cabin cellar where several bloody scenes take place and Sam Raimi's 1987 horror film. Uh, by the way, in uh, his character in Ash versus the Evil Dead, Ash finds Jake's skeleton and has a flashback to his death. Uh, and it was it was his first major film role, but he did collaborate with Raimi on, on a couple of other things. He was in Darkman, Intruder, and in Spider-Man 2. I meant to go look and see who he was in uh, Spider-Man 2. I'm sure it was a smaller role. But... Spider-Man 2 also has uh, Hal Sparks in it. Uh, correct. Hal Sparks in an elevator scene. Yeah. All right, uh, we're ready for the clips now. In TNT's Snowpiercer, questions are raised about class warfare, social injustice, and the politics of survival. In this clip, star Jennifer Connelly best describes playing Melanie Cavill on the screen. She's a surprising character. To me, I thought she was quite a challenging character at times, and she has an interesting journey. She's not the person that we think she is when we first meet her. A new episode of Snowpiercer is on TNT Sunday at 9. I've been watching it. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. It's not great. I loved the movie, but uh, maybe, the, maybe it'll pick up as it moves along. All right, here's the next clip. Everybody, everybody loves Raymond creator Phil Rosenthal. Travels around the world sampling food and culture in Somebody Feed Phil. Uh, in this clip, Phil discusses... Hang on a second. You remember Jackass did Don't Feed Phil. Don't Feed Phil, yeah. Years ago. We helped promote that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Somebody feed Phil. In this clip, Phil discusses dealing with language barriers. Here we go. Even if I'm going to Bangkok or to, to Saigon, most everybody speaks English. I even in, in, uh, in Thailand, I, uh, no, sorry, in Vietnam, I even taught a little class English. And they spoke better English, certainly, than I spoke Vietnamese. Yeah. Uh, Somebody Feed Phil is streaming now, and that is on Netflix. And there you go. In a nutshell, that's what I got. Well done, sir. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Hey, we chose a new school to let us know who the coolest teacher is. It's Glassboro High School of Glassboro, New Jersey. It's easy to uh, get on board and let us know who has made that that big impact on your life this past year. Text word TEACHER to 39333. We send you the voting link. And from the weekend, we got Miss Jessica Stanhagen from uh, Great Valley High School. She's an art teacher, and maybe we'll hear from her today. So get on that. We're going to take a break. Coming back in just a moment or two. Make sure that you stay with us on this Monday morning. Everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Available now in the MMR Rock Shop, like T-shirts, hoodies, and tank tops, with designs from retro MMR logos to the latest from the Preston and Steve Show branded hats and tops. For guys and gals, we've even got your little ones covered with an array of bibs, onesies, and toddler tees, plus coffee mugs and much more, all with the MMR attitude. 
you expect. Search the word shop at WMMR.com and get shopping. Stuff for you, gifts for them. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. Glassboro High School, Glassboro, New Jersey. It's up for you to let us know who the coolest teacher of the year has been. And you can text word teacher to 39333. Did not know this. Nick just pulled up this fact about Glassboro High School. And it's only a few days away uh, on June 19th, 1986. It was um, kind of historical uh, at Glassboro High School. Can I guess? Yeah, sure. Is that where they dropped the first atomic bomb? <laughs> no, that was in Hiroshima, oh. Japan. World War II. Uh, well, I was way off. Yeah. But in 1986, President Ronald Reagan became the first sitting president to speak at a high school graduation oh, when wow. he spoke at the Glassboro High School commencement ceremony. Wow. That is wild. What that? I'm just like you kids. You like the A-team? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, my favorite character's face, he's a looker. <laughs> he's doing his best. Mr. President, stop pandering to them. <laughs> to relate to the kids, but that was it. I love the Trapper Keeper. <laughs> that was it, Glassboro. Holds all my papers in my folder. Um, oh, God, I loved picking out Trapper Keepers. Yeah, okay, thanks for supporting <laughs> us. You got it, no problem. 86 is I'm when just I... like you. We're only separated by seven decades. 86 is when I graduated. I wonder if anybody listening went to... I would have preferred to do this in St. Louis, where Preston's currently going to high school. But, you know, you get what you get. <laughs> Parkway Central. You could have come Parkway out Parkway Central. Uh, I actually, I in, in my social studies class, I portrayed... Uh, President Reagan oh, in, did you? in yeah. a uh, a class assignment that we did, and I, you know we all had roles, and I was chosen to be the president. So as a prop, and they loved this. I brought in. I had a uh, my mom worked at a, at a candy shop. Yeah. So we oh. had t- we had Jelly Bellies. Okay. Perfect. So I bought a little. It was a um, it was almost like a mini vending machine with Jelly Bellies in it, and I brought it and I set it on my desk. Uh huh. As I played uh, President Reagan, and I was sitting there, and I was eating <laughs> the candy while I was. Now I didn't do the impression of him, right? Well, you had you had a visual prop, and yeah. I, the, the, of course, throughout uh, Reagan's presidency, the the word was that he had a a bowl of of jelly beans, he liked jelly beans. Yeah. yeah. Do you slick your hair mm-hmm. back? I didn't do any of that. Okay, no, just, the, just just the jelly beans. The jelly beans yeah. is the only thing that I went with, but uh, that's half-assing it. Uh, that was half-assing it, but but uh, I approve. So that's pretty cool. So um. Yeah, usually, how... usually presidents don't go to high schools. No, and I wonder why Glassboro. It's great to be here today at Kindercare. <laughs> Next year you'll be entering first grade. I wonder why Glassboro got that distinction. Why they, yeah. you know, why why he chose to go there? And the uh... principal had some pictures. I'd rather not talk. About. <laughs> oh dear God! <laughs> Things happened on the set of that movie with the chimp. Oh my God! He's blackmailing you? <laughs> uh, well, okay. Well, Bo- Bo- what is it? Uh, Bozo goes to college? Yeah. Uh, was it Bozo? I think it was, yeah. Bozo goes to college. Bon- Bonzo. Bonzo, yeah. Bonzo. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. I never saw any of those Bonzo movies. Reagan was actually a pretty good actor. There was yeah. bedtime for Bonzo. I know that right. one. That's the only title I remember. But Bonzo goes to what? Uh, go- college. Goes to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That really happened. Yeah, yeah, it did. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. This also really happened. I have I have a personal story to share. Uh, personal courage. 
Uh, not personal oh. courage, no, but just interesting. So, uh, and I've not spoken to my cousin directly. I got this from my mom, who I was talking to over the weekend, and my sister as well. Uh, so, my cousin Jamie uh, lives in um, in Arizona and uh, moved there from California. She had uh, she was pregnant, and so uh, she just had the baby a few weeks ago. Now, while in uh, in in breastfeeding. She apparently is producing a lot of breast milk, like way too much. So my wife had the opposite problem. She had a, she had a hard time producing, and, it, and my wife is very well endowed. Yeah, I think it would be the other way around, but it's not always just because you got big boobs. You can uh, yeah, that you're a you're, you're a walking dairy, right? So, but she is producing a lot of milk, like way too much. So she's uh, she had to pump this extra milk, and one of the um, hospital workers had told her, you know, actually you can sell your breast milk. Um, and for people who want to make sure that they're, that they can't produce enough milk, but they don't want to use formula and they want to, uh, huh. uh that they so want you, to use you have an excess. Milk. It's like when you, uh, it's like solar panels, you have an you have excess of power, you sell it back to the energy company, right? Yeah. We actually talked about this before because the same thing happened to my cousin. Um, and I told you guys that she didn't sell it, but she donated her breast milk. Okay. Oh. So my, uh, my cousin and her husband, you know, they, they need to make ends meet. They don't make a lot of money. So. I don't, you know, the idea of them selling it, I think, is a great idea. Well, if it, it performs a service for people who want it yep. and need it, yes. So she started to look into this, and and see, here's where I don't have all the details, but I don't know where she had posted the information that she has breast milk to sell. And so she got she got a response, she got a hit, which is like, great, good, we can make some extra money, this would be nice, you know, with the, with the baby and the new baby and everything, and I'll help out. So the response she got was from a guy who said, "Hey, you know, saw the the, the ad and and I'm very interested in uh, from a guy in the breast milk." Oh, no. And he goes on to say how he wants to essentially suckle her oh. breasts. Oh no! And oh, and boy. feed on. Okay, the, does that cost more? The breast milk. Well, I don't know. <laughs> and so are they now, thinking about it now? Leading into this, she well, was told he has full grown teeth are in it's going to be hard Le- leading up to this uh she she was told that listen you could either be selling this to potential you know new moms or fetish people oh, as well no. because they it's apparently something they go after but what she didn't know is that the guy actually wants to actively feed on her breast no. so she wrote back hey i am a uh i'm a happily married woman yeah. my husband and i have been together blah 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 and all the, the details answers, yes and then the response <laughs> back was that's okay. Uh, he can be there, and oh I'm totally God. cool with that. And oh I'm, my God. I'm a 26 year old, clean, healthy. Uh, you know, no criminal record, and all this other stuff. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I know that this is part, this is a thing in the fetish world, and there's a uh, uh, with infantilizing, I guess, where people will do the they'll wear diapers and they'll suckle right. on a, I guess, a, a, a volunteer yeah. for that purpose. Um, but uh, wow. Yeah. So when you're trying, hey. Honey, I'm going to help out some some mothers who are having difficulty. And the first email yeah. in the bin is from Brad. That's the first hit. I think I'm uh, six months behind you guys, but uh, during our week off, I watched The Boys on uh, on Amazon Prime. Wow. <laughs> and uh, right. there's that relationship between the one superhero and the head of the corporation. Homeland. And, and uh, yeah, it's... Um, I, I guess that's sexual in nature. I, oh, I, it is, and it's. But it's also it's it's a it's it's a maternal thing. There's there's all different levels of that. So has she gotten any other? Do you know, person, if she's received any other that's the responses only one. in line with what what her original intent was? Uh, no, that's the only one that I <laughs> that I know of. So Where did she post it? 
I need to to knocked up in milky.com. Kath, I don't remember. I, t- I I I didn't find out. Uh I'm okay. not sure. Uh, wow. We have a text from somebody says it happened to them as well. Uh please call in if you can cuz I'd like to hear yeah. how that went. I'm so annoyed at not necessarily People. the the initial ask. I'm annoyed at the second ask after she responded thank you but no thank you. Right. And then the, the second, well, I'm clean. No, dude, I, you just said no. Listen, I, I I can appreciate that you have a kink, right? Everybody's got kinks, and you know yours is a little bit more offbeat than um, than your average bear. But man, don't don't ask again. You're just coming off as desperate. There's other people out there that are. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's had success in the follow-up email before and decided to go for it. You know it. what? He's making a good case. I'd like to meet this young man. Wow. I, and that, uh, to me, but, you know, there is, it's like the, the difference between the web and the dark web. Yeah. The, uh, there's always, there's always an underbelly to things. And not, listen, if this is your thing and you have uh, consenting people, that's your deal. But right. I, I would, between what I'm sure was on her mind. You know, she could have used the coronavirus as a as a deflection oh. too. Listen, we're social distancing right now. Yeah. And I'm afraid that's just right. not in the car. My nipples aren't that long. Right. All right, listen, how much do you think you could get in let's say a 10-minute feeding? Well, here so you got to go by other fluids. And what when you sell blood, mm-hmm. so what what is the going price for a, a blood donation? I don't know. I mean, because a lot of times they, they talk about selling blood. And I, <laughs> are, are you talking about how much money you can get for a 10-minute No, I'm talking feeding? about how many ounces can you actually drink in 10 minutes. You mean, is it how much can I drink or how much could she produce? <clears throat> yeah, come on, man. You got to be right. specific. I, I, I'm, all right. You're I got to try this. and think exactly how I ask this question where I okay. get the response that I want. If I... How much milk comes out in ten minutes of? Uh, of there you suckling. go. That's okay. What, uh, I, it, it takes a long time to to pump a yeah. couple gallons. Milk from yeah. what I, no, not a couple gallons. Yeah. And oh, Nick, oh, by, oh, that's why I call him Jug. Steve. Oh, God. <laughs> I just thought that was a reference—a gallon jug. <laughs> by, by the way, Steve, I just called you Nick. Um, <laughs> Steve, to answer your question, uh, the going rate back in uh, the early '90s for a pint of blood was uh, twenty bucks. In well, a, when and when I was shuckling boobs, yeah, I, it was a much different thing. What was the going price for for, for it was blood? Twenty bucks and uh, and homemade cookies. <laughs> so that's what I got. Uh, there was a, a family friend who I have a negative blood, and it's it's fairly rare. And they this guy needed it, so they asked for me to go and donate the blood. So right. I did, and they I did not want anything. I did not ask for money, but the, they basically the lady punched me, said here, and gave me twenty dollars, and like shoved it in my pocket, and then uh, came with some homemade co- baked cookies. I, hang on, I was reading something. <laughs> Someone punched you. Yeah, like slap me, like take the money. I'm like, I don't want any money. Uh, I was donating blood for a family friend. Okay. So I don't know where you lost me in the story. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I started reading this at the community. Blood centers averages $310, but depending on the market, one unit can be worth a whole lot more. For example, the red blood cells can go for $229, platelets for $300, and plasma for $40. Nearly $570 in all. So Damn. I remember that used to be the old thing. I'm going to go sell blood for, for money. And, and if you're talking about bodily fluids, mm-hmm. if one were selling breast milk, what is the going rate for that's, that? So, that's what I'm curious about. Uh, and I made sure to do the research on this on uh, the company computer and not my computer because yeah. uh, I just didn't want to do that Google search. <laughs> the asking price on only the breast, which I guess is a website, runs a dollar to $2.50 an ounce. 
Oh. A six-month-old baby can consume 30 ounces of breast milk a day. Uh, but here's a woman who is 20, uh, 19, Steve. She's a college student, and she was pumping. She plans to continue selling for a year, and if she can pump steady, a steady 30 ounces a day, she could take in about $20,000 in a year. Wow. That's unbelievable. Right, you can only produce... Wasn't pump steady a band in the 80s? <laughs> pump steady. You can only produce milk if you have had a baby, right? Like, can you? Can anybody I, who's I, never I think been pregnant... You can continue to do it. Like, my cousin continued to to pump for i mean like a good year after the baby was born like the baby wasn't even breastfeeding anymore she had stopped breastfeeding well yeah her child yeah. but does it but does it take being pregnant to kickstart that yeah because okay. i think the same thing are, with we, the, are we sure of that are we well, sure listen, you know? that I, you can't do things that that cause a that cause uh the production of milk yeah, yeah. i mean i i think uh it's the same thing with cows too steve i think uh, cows don't just produce milk they moo they do moo and <laughs> Chew their cud. <laughs> they do all that stuff. Yeah, they do all uh, kinds of things. Okay. Um, but I, I think either cows either have to be pregnant or have just had a calf in order to be able to produce milk. It's saying right here, right. but it is also possible for women who have never been pregnant and even men to lactate. Yeah, lactation. Can you milk me? You guys can start selling your breast milk. Why not? Uh, hormone signal. Okay, so for women who are pregnant or recently gave birth, lactation is normal. Home, hormones. Signal the mammary glands in your body to start producing milk to feed the baby. But it, as Steve said, it quotes here, it's also possible for women who have never been pregnant and even men to lactate. I would imagine that's a fairly small amount, but I guess it is possible. A couple, maybe well, two, three billion. So there's a website called Only the Breast, uh, a community for moms, it says. And, that's, and it says you can browse ads or sell milk. So there you go. There's some uh, there's some uh, forums to. Is that, uh, to be was able that to Kathy? Kathy's, Kathy's, drink. Kathy's drinking scotch. We heard a big gulp there, Kathy. No, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I don't know. We just looked around. And we yeah, where's like, where that big sloshing sound coming from? Steve, I also saw that a lot of uh, bodybuilders will use uh, naturally made breast milk. Um, Is for... that true? I heard that, but I didn't know if that was just an, an urban legend. I don't know either. But uh, some people were texting that in, and then uh, I guess there's HGH in it. Uh, and they would rather use that and mix it in with a protein shakes. Yeah, God. wow. What? Yeah, bodybuilding. <laughs> you remember when Chuck's wife brought her a, um, breast milk in? You guys all drank it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it it's disgusting. not like we guzzled it, but I tasted it, and it, it was actually Ugh. to me, it tasted like a like a very like a very runny, watery milk. Ugh. Yeah, I hated it. I would not put it in coffee. <laughs> so, so what's the benefit of bodybuilders, uh, Nick? High I guess protein, they can or get, uh, well, they can have HGH in it. Uh, and so instead of using it uh, artificially uh, formed, you know, in a lab or whatever, they'll get a natural version of it through breast milk. HGH from breast milk? Apparently. Okay. I, but That's I, why you see a lot of uh, lactating women at, at gyms. Yeah. Okay. Run the services. A lot of ripped babies, yeah. too. Hey, speaking of, uh, of suckling at the teat, if you will, <laughs> uh, uh, there's a guy in our area that has the biggest mouth in the world. <laughs> yeah. Thank, we need this in this time of, of unrest and everything that's going on. A world record has just been delivered out of the area. There's a guy named Philip Angus, and he is the proud holder of the Guinness World Record title for the largest gape with his fully stretched mouth measuring measuring a whopping 9.52 centimeters or 3.75 inches. Now, he is in Boyertown. That's what I heard. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, Boyertown. Uh, So there's a video of him. I don't have any real information here other than than the video that I saw of him, Casey, taking like an apple and he could essentially like bite the whole thing. All right, so almost four inches between the the teeth? 
I, I don't know if it's the teeth. I would imagine it's the teeth. and uh, Yeah, because he, it shows him holding stuff in his teeth. So, so it's, it, yeah, it's Philip Angus of Boyertown, Preston. Uh, he is the, uh, yeah. Does that seem, does 3.75 inches seem small? Those oh, those numbers, like longest tongue and yeah. so forth, always seem like they're not that much. But when you actually take the ruler and hold yeah. it up to it, you realize that. Right. Your tongue, your mouth, and, and things like that are your genitals. A, a lot smaller. Yes, yeah, yeah. a lot smaller I'm than huge. you think they are. Uh, so it doesn't seem like it's much, but when you see the guy open his mouth, oh it's pretty God. wild. We're looking it's, at a picture. Especially in comparison to his mother in the video. He opens up his mouth and his mom opens her mouth, and it's just nowhere even close. He's got an like a, like a pig with an apple in his yeah. mouth. There's a picture of him with that. Uh, so he has the largest one. Now, have you known people that can take their fist yeah. and shove it into their mouth? Yeah, we had an intern that could do it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, no longer, uh, I mean, not, not that she's passed away, but... I, but uh, She's no longer with yeah, us. Yeah, no, she's no longer with us. Uh, Marissa but, can do it, can't she? I don't I know about so. the whole fist. She 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 ran out of the room screaming, so I don't see her She right doesn't now, wash her, her hands. She actually cleans them in her mouth. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there are people who can do that. Uh, to me, if I open up my mouth... Too wide, it hurts. You know, I, 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 I it's. Oh a, man, I don't like it at all. Uh, there's a, there's a picture. Of I'd be a me. bad fluffer. <clears throat> there's a picture of me that I, I actually have it at home, and it was at the uh, radio station I worked in in St. Louis, and somebody was taking a picture in the studio, and I grabbed the mic and jokingly, I opened up my mouth wide to make it look as if I was screaming into yeah. the to the microphone, and when I I opened it as far as I could. And then it kind of it locked up. Uh-huh. I got I got a, a cramp. It hurts under here in the bottom part. Oh my god! I had to take my hand and shove uh-huh. you get my it? jaw closed. Did you partially dislocate? No, no, it didn't do that. But it the muscle in there cramped up. My god, did that hurt? Oh, it was Jesus. really painful. And do you guys know anybody who who's suffered from lockjaw yes, before? Yes, actually, um, and and in fact, um. They they had a I don't know what the exact condition is, but it caused them to lose a dramatic amount of weight because they then they, they had to switch to a liquid diet, and um, it, it, there are a whole bunch of issues associated with jaw issues um, that are a lot more profound than you would normally think, you yeah. know. But yeah, man, it's 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 no fun and it hurts like a mother. Yeah, my uh, a friend of mine's uh, wife unfortunately suffered from lockjaw and the uh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, the mouth stuff had. To, We're laughing because it's a, it's it's a video of a dumb video. Yeah, that's bad. It had. Oh, it stopped. It had to stop uh, after a while. I think she got a handle on it, but uh, yes, they had to. They had to rule that out of the bedroom. Oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, because oh. she would get lockjaw. What's your sister doing? <laughs> <laughs> you might listen, hon. We need a little help. Take one for the family. Uh, but lockjaw can be a. Um, like is that can be a pernicious thing that you live with, right? Well, you know, well uh, Burt Reynolds had it, you know, for years ago. Uh, for, Did he? Yeah, and and he he dropped. People thought he had um, HIV at the time because he looked so emaciated, but he was having issues with taking in food, and they they had to put him on a liquid diet, and he just became you know emaciated. I just tried to measure my gape um, with my finger, and I got to tell you, it was um, three knuckles. Uh, no, 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 no. But like, I used my 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 finger as like sort of a measuring stick, like a uh, like a ruler. Yeah. And it was um, it wasn't as big as I thought it was. How long be. is your finger? Uh, well, eight inches. Eight inches. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll show you, press. Like, all right, yeah, here. Uh huh. All, right, all right. So I have my mouth, and then uh-huh. I put my finger at the top of the you know, because I, th- I think it's tooth to tooth. I think it's teeth. Yes. All right. Press so- use your penis as a measuring device. <laughs> all right, Casey, and, uh, come hold here. Open a- <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> open who... up your mouth. <laughs> but this isn't anything for? sexual. It's just we know. <laughs> Would uh, that make both of us gay or just you? <laughs> Do you have a rule no, just over by there? Curious. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Honestly, come on. It's, uh, yeah. Okay. I see right, where it so, is. But you see what I'm saying? Like. That's, that's not, not much. That's not much at all. Nope, nope. It looks like a lot when you're opening your mouth. Yeah. Uh, but when Casey has pulled back the measuring stick of his finger. That's not even a Big Mac. It's not It's not a lot. No. That's not even a Big Mac. You got to squeeze a Big Mac down. <laughs> you do. Does it say a lot about the times that we're in that I'm incredibly proud of uh, Philip Angus of Boyertown for that? Uh, that I am, I'm proud of yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. You know, you bring up the, uh, the Big Mac thing, which I remember. <laughs> do you remember when Paris Hilton... Did that that uh, Carl's Jr. commercial that was very you know she was all sex right, right Carl's Jr. which is not a chain locally it's a, it's more out west she was on a I think they, the hood of a Bentley or something they would do very sexy commercials right. with women and so she goes to take a bite of this burger which is gigantic by the way yeah. right and they show her from the other and I was thinking the same thing there's there's no way and no. and as we all know Paris has a great mouth absolutely we've seen it in action check it out. But she could not see that. Yeah. We're looking at that video. I'm like, stop it with that. The giant burger and being able to take a, a bite out of that. By the way, I despise when you have a burger like that. Uh, you you win more points with a burger if the contents are more able to be kept between the buns. Yes. Then uh, I, I don't, the, the notion, I'm not excited by the notion of the food sliding out. It ruins it. Stop what, we're, it. We're watching this video, this commercial. Can you believe she did that? This yeah. Is, oh, God, yeah. Yeah, she got paid a lot of money. Yeah, I know, but she already had a lot of money. Yeah, but she's right. also incredibly narcissistic. Well, that's yeah. Cool. All right. Well, listen, I wouldn't mind hearing from uh, from Philip Angus in Boyertown, superstar, the Guinness <laughs> World Record holder for the largest gape. He has which a, means natural... a whole other thing in the porn world. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Or in yeah, yeah, and I'm sure he, I'm sure he's heard it all. But uh-huh. it's it, he literally yeah. looks like a cartoon rendering of a human when he opens up his mouth, and he actually has a natural echo in his voice. His mouth is is that big. Do you know what he looks like? Actually, Steve is uh, from um, uh, uh, the Wall from uh, the Pink Floyd. Yes, there's a yeah. part where the, the mouth is is ah. wide right, open. Yeah. yeah, interesting. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, if you know uh, if you know Philip, tell him to get in touch with us. That would be cool. Hey, one other quick thing that I do want to mention, and then I know we have our coolest teacher, but I'm going I'm to go to them in uh, just a second or so. But uh, Nick had told me about this, and this is very interesting because not that long ago in the Bizarre File, I had shared stories of uh, a couple of guys who died uh, looking for a treasure in the Rocky Mountains. This is a story that we have been coming back to throughout, I guess, the past couple of years. I don't know when it was when it was first set in place. Ten years. Ten years. Ten years ago. So, um, and uh, it blew my mind. And when this morning we learned that, uh, yeah, it's it's been found. Well, this guy Forrest Fan, an eighty nine year old art and antiquities collector, uh, created a treasure hunt, and he announced on Sunday somebody finally found it. He'd um, been asked to reveal the location, right? After yeah. a while. It, oh, yeah. Because people were dying. Yep, exactly. And it's it's rumored to be worth over a million dollars. So it's, right. it's you know, it's a big cash uh, cow for whoever uh, stumbled across it. Now, we don't know who got it, though. He wrote this uh, over the weekend. It was under a canopy of stars in the lush, forested vegeta- vegetation of the Rocky Mountains and had not moved from the spot where I hid it more than 10 years ago. He said, I do not know the person who found it, but the poem in my book led him to the precise spot. So there was a poem. These had clues in it, and people had traipsed out into this area, general area, operating on just that poem 
in search of it. It was a 24-line poem that was published in Fenn's 2010 autobiography called The Thrill of the Chase. Uh, and he had estimated that as many as 350,000 people from all over the world went hunting for the treasure. Some quit their jobs to fully dedicate their lives to the hunt. Some even died, of course. Uh, and I'm wondering how many people may have, if if they've seen this now, have been... Because he hasn't revealed where it is yet. He, yeah. he, I don't know if he ever will, where he actually hit it. I think he should at some point. Uh, but but people who came close to it, but just missed it, you know. Do you guys ever, imagine? when you heard about the story, did you ever think, you know, think about maybe going and doing... Not for sure. a second. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did. No? I mean, I would I never do it, but I'd be like, that would be a cool adventure. But yeah. I, I'm I'm not clever enough when it comes to clue solving and stuff. I actually thought about doing it this summer. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, why not? Like, and my, my reason, like, all these people were dying, Steve, right? Yeah. Um, and I was sort that of That sounds like, like fun. No. I was thinking... I'm in. I was thinking <laughs> that maybe... Just maybe uh, the naughty it, girls need love too. It wasn't as hard as people made it out to be. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. this guy, if he, how old is he now? Eighty nine. Yeah. You know, if he's burying this thing or whatever, ten years ago, he's almost eighty years old. Like I don't necessarily think he would even have to go that far. I didn't do a whole lot of research on this. I'm, but I'm sorry, I don't follow the logic. <laughs> the logic is, I, I he's think eighty. Like, like, I, like it's at the end of his driveway. Yeah, he's I'm 80. sorry, I can't. <laughs> and he couldn't go too far. Well, well I'll take the crosstown bus. People outside of the the Cracker Barrel. I don't know wh- how and why people were dying. But I don't necessarily think the it was as treacherous as people were. Maybe um, it was treacherous enough to kill kill some people. They, they, listen, well, they were going to the wrong places. He's yeah. saying maybe they were being led by the poem to a more dangerous area right. than it actually would have been, like the the, the bottom of an active volcano. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is hot. Uh, but he said it was under the vegeta- under a canopy of stars in the lush forested vegetation of the Rocky Mountains. Uh, it was found a few days ago by a man who did not want to be named. Do we know um, how the how the the um, so it was actually the physical cache or what or what was it that was that yeah, was discovered? It was, it was a let me see. There were a couple of different stories I had about this. He had said uh, he said that um, it was Duncan the man, gift cards. No, the, <laughs> it was in Duncan gift cards. Uh, the man who didn't want his name disclosed. He found the bronze chest a few days ago and confirmed it by sending him a photo. Uh, but I don't know. There were supposed to be uh, gold, jewels, and other valuable items. Okay. So, so it was a treasure chest. Right, because something like that would withstand the elements for 10 years. Yeah. You could put money in it, and perhaps if there was any sort of air leak, it would disintegrate. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know the the condition of, of, the, uh, of the contents or anything like that. I would like to read. I don't have the actual poem itself. I have part of it. It says... Um, if golden gems are what you seek, we have a quest for you. Off well-worn trails in Rocky Mountains, a chest awaits one true. Of heart and mind, both resolute in purpose and in goal. Who knows no gold outshines the hues that sparkle in one's soul. E-I-E-I-O. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how much further it goes. It's a 24-line poem. But... The exact location is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like reading um, uh, Ready Player One, you right. know, that, that leads with, with a poem like that. Uh, to kick off the whole thing, and you have to, you know, there's like one little detail 
or maybe two within all those words that lead you to the right place. So you love the stuff like this. You love escape rooms and, and things that uh, engage this part of the. Uh, and we talk about video games uh, where that that involve puzzles. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I'll do the video game version, but you know. <laughs> to quit your job yeah, <laughs> and travel from around the world on the off chance, I mean, you have to have the true spirit of a treasure hunter. Listen, man, I went digging through a trash bag one time because I thought I had thrown away a <laughs> winning McDonald's Monopoly game piece, and I didn't even like doing that. I, I can't imagine, you know, going, uh, showing up to, you know, a thousand acres yeah. going, it's in here somewhere. I know it's here. <laughs> what's what's harder, doing that, like out in the in the Rocky Mountains, or the scuba divers like Pat Croce when you're going down for oh. like Spanish galleons and a, and a shipwreck that went down 100 years ago, 200 years ago? It's a little more ago. dangerous yeah. doing that, too. So Yeah. They're, they're, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, I, I mean, I love stuff like this. I love, you. you'll do sort of, uh, you know, and, and when we get back to a little bit more, um, uh, of a, of a viability for this, you would put little uh, prizes and hidden things out in parks and send yeah, people yeah. clues. It's a yep. fun thing to do. It so is fun. Swiss Air Flight One 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 went down off the coast of Nova Scotia twenty years ago, twenty two years ago, and uh, on board there were diamonds, cash, a Picasso. They have never found them. So Casey, if you want to go scuba diving, I don't want to go scuba. He doesn't like the ocean. Oh yeah, yeah. monsters. There are monsters. Yeah, uh, you saw the kraken. So, uh, Fenn didn't re- reveal exactly where he had hidden the chest. Uh, after hiding it, he uh, posted clues. It's at the end of my driveway. <laughs> in his autobiography, and 100,000 people have uh, searched for the treasure chest over a decade. They, But they, the authorities were actually, uh, in the area, they were actually asking him to please yeah. get, go get it and stop this. Four uh, people died yeah. looking for it. Yeah, so. it was, somebody was looking for it that found it, right? It wasn't just yeah. some lucky guy. No, they, would you yeah. imagine? <laughs> yeah. Hey, look at this! Like What's a guy, this? like like a couple's fighting, and then the guy throws his car keys, and he hears a clink. <laughs> <laughs> what? So I think I think he owes it to the yes. people that went searching, yeah. and and in uh, you know, and also the people who died and their families to 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 send them a ha ha. No. <laughs> To show where he had hidden. Oh, absolutely. I think he should. Come on. I'll bet he doesn't. I will bet you this guy won't do it. No. Uh, No. Not doing it. I don't want it. No. All right. Anyhow, I thought that was interesting. It is fascinating. All right. uh, You know what else is fascinating? The love for teachers, uh, and especially from high school students who can't wait to get the hell out of there. (laughs) But they are happy to share with us who they thought was the coolest teacher of the past year. And we are happy to award... Uh, those teachers for their hard work and their connection to the kids. So we had chosen over the weekend Great Valley High School, and uh, we got responses, and we tallied up the votes, and we are happy to welcome uh, Miss Jessica Stanhay this morning. Who's the coolest teacher? Jessica, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, congratulations. Thank you so much. Wow. And how long have you been at Great Valley? Um, I've been in Great Valley for seven years, but a teacher for 13 overall. Okay. And uh, we were reading about your uh, uh, your post-grad uh, education. You've gone on to get a few different degrees, right? Yeah. Well, I got my master's in education at Westchester University, and then I'm currently in a master's of fine arts program at University of the Arts. I'll graduate in May. Nice. Oh, nice. Wow. Are you going to keep getting more degrees after that, or are you done? Uh, no. My husband told me I'm not allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> now, you're you're an art teacher. Um, yes. And what is, uh, 
what's that like? I mean, listen, I go my my kids go to to Souderton, uh, high school, and I've I've been going there for years. And one of the things I love doing is when I walk through the hallways, or seeing the artwork, and going, my God, there are really talented people here. Um, it's got to be pretty cool to see some kids come up and you go, okay, this kid's got it, you know? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I tell parents on Back to School Night every year that I have the best job in the world, and they're probably like, oh, yeah, lots of people say that, but um, it really is. I mean, we have great students at Great Valley, and they're just so talented, and they're polite, and they're kind, and it's just, I really, I can't say enough good things about where I work and my job, and I get to do what I love, which is making art every day with my kids, so I'm doesn't get any better than that, you know. I always loved art class because I was actually pretty good at it. Uh, in fact, my my major crush in school was Miss Cascown, uh, <laughs> our teacher. Oh. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's it's something that can be sort of um, dismissed sometimes, and it's a really important thing. It's it's a it's a great way to learn to express yourself. Oh, definitely. Well, and the kids today, they've got so much pressure. There's testing, there's, yeah. you know, AP classes. So this is a really great way for them to let go of some of that anxiety or just, you know, just be creative in their expression. It, it's really, it's fun to watch them grow and to see what they make. They're really unbelievable. Jessica, how long have you been at Great Valley? I've been there for seven years now. Okay, so did you ever work with Steve Swimer or had he retired? No, I didn't, but I've heard about him, yeah. Yeah, he was the principal there for a long time, and uh, I actually had a correspondence with him over the weekend because I mentioned his name last week when we pulled Great Valley. He's a great guy, and um, and you, there's a, an impressive legacy at Great Valley. Yes, yeah, it's a, it's a, a wonderful school. I really, I can't rave about it enough. I, I plan to retire there, so. Oh, well, there you go. Me. It looks like you're on that, they, they're not, it looks like they're not going to get rid of you. You're too damn popular. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you guys are too nice. And uh, have you guys graduated yet? Or, I mean, is uh, school out yet? Yeah. yeah. Well, the seniors graduated on Friday. We had, like, a little virtual. I had a senior homeroom this year, so I had a little virtual meetup with them. It was cool. Miss everybody in person. But, yeah, I actually teach a class at uh, 9 a.m. today, and the kids are done tomorrow. So Okay. <laughs> wow. Well, listen, then, then you've got this. Before they're all gone, we have the Preston and Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. Uh, yeah. Which is loaded with artwork on it, by the way, which we did ourselves. Mm-hmm. All, all the little... All the oh. little uh, scribblings and so forth on this mug were from us, and Greg Monahan did a few of them as well. So right? great us, if you would. Yeah, pl- oh, yeah. no, God, please don't. <laughs> um, hey, really quick, can I um, can I just make a plug for our Instagram account? Absolutely. And check out all the kids' work? It's yes. It's just ArtGVHS, like Great Valley High School. ArtGVHS, and that's on the yeah. Instagram. Yeah, and while the kids have been doing this online learning, they have made some unbelievable work. So it would be really cool to check out some of our more recent posts. Excellent. We'll pass that along. Congratulations to you. We have the mug for you. We hope you have a great summer. Okay, Jessica? Thank you. Take care. All right, let's hear it for Jessica. Dan Hagen. Great Valley. The next school uh, that is up is Glassboro High School in Glassboro, New Jersey. So uh, all you have to do is text word teacher to 39333, and then uh, we'll follow that up with a text we send back to you. And uh, then you can fill that out, and we'll find out tomorrow who is going to get the mug. We'll be back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we're going to roll out the Bizarre File Stories. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. File! 
Brought to you by Sequoia Outback. You can, well, whether you're looking to build a new deck or freshen up the patio with the new furniture, Sequoia Outback has everything you need to create your backyard oasis. Route 309 in Hatfield or online at decksupplies.com. Well, out of England, a woman is facing a possible jail sentence after lashing out at her ex-boyfriend when she tried to rekindle their relationship. Uh, Deka Ahmad, who is 41, turned up at the home of Sylvester Ruiz uh, during lockdown and messaged, messaged him saying, Surprise, I'm downstairs and I've got a bottle of wine. However, when he poured it into tumblers rather than wine glasses, she flew into a rage and threw it at him. He dodged out of the way and it smashed into a cabinet. Ahmad then slapped him around uh, the face ten times and hit his housemate, a guy named Ravi's Melders, with a belt before they were able to get her out of the house. That's when, out front, she dropped her panties and defecated on the doorstep of his home. Uh, Uh, All over tumblers? All over pouring wine into a tumbler rather than wine glass. It's like wearing white after Labor Day. Uh, The couple had been in a relationship since 2018, but as a result of previous trouble, Mr. Ruiz was banned from seeing Ahmed. Because Uh, of a tumbler? No, this is from something back in 2018. He appeared in court via video link as he is currently in custody on various charges, including stealing the doorbell from her home. Mm. Ahmed had said that on the day she attacked him uh, with the... I think they got the names mixed up here. It sounds like it. Uh, The Tumblr, anyhow, she was at his house to retrieve the doorbell... And he had invited her in for wine. However, the judge rejected her version of the events and convicted her of criminal damage and two counts of assault by beating. Uh-huh. Uh, Mr. Ruiz said she was drinking too much, and when she drinks too much, she's very aggressive and very angry over little things. Uh, she got super aggressive, started fighting my flatmate, tried to kick him, and then I realized this is out of control and we have to call the police. Somehow he managed... Uh, for her to be outside the door when she started being really loud outside the door. It was super loud. Afterwards, she was outside banging, and then suddenly it was silent and was standing inside looking at what was going on outside, and he said she was urinating and cramping outside of my main front door. Ha! I saw from the third floor window that she was slapping him with a belt, and she was trying to take his bicycle out, and he was trying to take her take it indoors. Six police officers arrived, and tried to pin her down, she will be sentenced at Crown Court at a later date. Never got that mad. No. no. Where I wanted to crap on someone's lawn. No. A Virginia man inspired by notorious incel mass shooter Elliot Roger fantasized about blowing up a shopping mall and killing, quote, hot cheerleaders, according to an FBI affidavit. Mm-hmm. On June 2nd, a guy named Cole Carini of Richlands, Virginia, showed up at the Clinch Valley Medical Center with a missing hand. Several fingers on his other hand were also gone, and he had shrapnel wounds to the neck and throat. A local sheriff's deputy arrived to interview Carini, who claimed that his gruesome injuries were the result of a gardening accident. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, I was putting down weed killer and my (laughs) hand blew off. Yeah, Uh, But something didn't add up. Uh, Police... who knew Carini had previously been convicted on explosive charges, got a search warrant for his home and called in the FBI. An alligator bit my hand. Oh, my God. <laughs> he came across an alligator. Yeah, yeah. it was. 
When investigators got to the residence, they found a trail of blood leading from a red vin- minivan parked in the driveway to the front door of the house and up the stairs to the second bedroom. All right. I After- was going to blow up cheerleader mole. After stepping over a flesh-colored substance that looked like a piece of human skin, Jeez. cops found a plastic bottle filled with uh, triacetone uh, triperoxide, or TATP, a substance used in the creation of improvised explosive devices inside a footlocker. Beside the footlocker was a box filled with rusty nails, a plastic container, the top of which had been peeled back in a manner consistent with an explosion. All that standard gardening stuff. <laughs> the blinds in the room were damaged, and a chunk of flesh was stuck to the ceiling. Well, honestly, if you're going to go with one story, uh, at least clean up the damning evidence. Down the street, agents discovered more evidence by a shed behind Carini's uh, grandmother's house, PVC pipes, pieces of loose wires, empty chemical containers, and a pit that appeared to have been the site of an explosion Mm -hmm. inside the shed. Was that the practice pit? They turned up a hot plate. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, a hot plate, coffee cups with white crystal-like residue inside them, a battery with wires attached to it, and a crumpled, partially legible letter laying on the ground. You know what they also found, Preston? What? A tumbler filled with wine. <laughs> There's a connection. Yeah. The letter read, in, the parts of which were legible, read, he casually walked through the shopping mall. His jacket concealed deadly objects. He was doing it and was assured it must be done. Even if he died, this statement was worth it. He had of tension that would come and go as approached the stage of hot cheerleaders. A dead seriousness sank in as he realized he was truly passing the point of no return. He decided he would not back down. I will not be afraid of the consequences no matter what. I will be heroic. I will make a statement like Elliot Rogers did when he thought to uh, that he thought to himself. Uh, the affidavit explains that uh, Roger was an involuntary celebrate, celibate who killed six people and injured 14 in 2014 before taking his own life. His manifesto said that, in part, if I can't have you girls, I will destroy you, Oof. and has since emerged as a hero of the sorts of young, disaffected men known as incels, men who hate women for rejecting them sexually. Uh, so there's... There, this is a long story, but it's just messed up. Uh, when agents followed up with uh, Carini at the hospital, he insisted uh, his hand and fingers were lopped off when his lawnmower flipped over. Uh, the blades were spinning so fast it acted like a bomb, he said. Ugh. An officer responded to the scene reported that uh, there did not appear to be any area of the grass mowed and that the grass at the property was around six inches high. Uh, he's currently in federal custody, by the so way. So for these uh, for these uh, loony, this incel group or whatever the story is, show them a picture of of uh, Ron Howard's brother, Clint Howard, <laughs> and say he's tell him he's married. He yeah, found someone. Yeah, right. It there's just, still hope. It can take time. Right. And uh, but there's someone out there. Yeah. Exactly. Look at this guy. All right. And there you go. That was a messed up story. And that is what I have. In the bizarre file for you. More stories coming up later on uh, from the weekend that I think you'll enjoy. We're going to take a break. Uh, when we return, our buddy Mark Zumoff is going to be on with Sixers. Uh, the NBA has announced uh, plans for the season. Yeah. And we'll get the latest from Mark and he can tell us what we can expect. We'll take a break and come right back with him. Stay with us. Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. If you're looking to celebrate someone, simply say I love you or honor mom. Steven Singer has safe and free shipping in time for Mother's Day. I hate Stevensinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers has fast, free, and safe shipping. Whether celebrating life or just saying I love you, Steven Singer is there for you. I hate Stevensinger.com. 
Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Another reminder, uh, Glassboro High School from Glassboro, New Jersey. We're going to find out who the coolest teacher of the year has been. According to the students, you, if you attend the school, need to text word teacher to 39333. And we awarded uh, Miss Jessica Stanhagen of Great Valley High School earlier this morning. She was very cool and uh, happy when she called in. So we're happy to do that. So get yourself set. All right. And uh, if you're an NBA fan, if you're a Sixers fan... Starting back up from what I understand. I don't follow all the details. There's so much information in the world right now uh, that we need to go to a source who's got all of the answers. And we are happy to welcome our good friend, Mr. Mark Zumoff, to the show this morning. Hey, Zoo, how you doing, bud? I'm singing. I'm busy singing. (laughs) How uh, How has your quarantine life been, man? You know, I am blessed. Um, I'm healthy. My family's healthy. Good. I live at the beach now. I, I moved here a few months ago. I, you know, I always had a home here, but now I've made it permanent. So, um, you know, I love it down here. Of course, the weather's starting to get warm, so that's been good. And we've been doing a lot at NBC in terms of programming. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, you know, we're, we're replaying the Phillies run in 2008, and uh, that's going to resume tonight with the League Championship Series against the Dodgers, and of course we'll have the World Series later on. And we just replayed the 1983 finals between the Sixers and the Lakers, and we had some great interviews with the likes of Billy Cunningham and Julia Serving, Earl Curitan, Bobby Jones. So, um, you know, we've been doing a lot of work remotely, and we just did something to what you guys just said about, um, you know, the season resuming. We just had a, a show a couple of nights ago on NBC about the fact that the NBA is back, um, you know, a lot of I's have to be dotted and T's have to be crossed between now and the presumed start date of July 31st. But I'm excited to get back to work in some form or fashion. Yeah, we're all excited that uh, that everybody's getting back to work, like yourself included. And, uh, you know, just a couple of weeks ago when the NHL had, uh, you know, sort of announced their tentative plans, we had uh, talked to Jim Jackson about all of this stuff, and and we asked him, and I'm going to ask you if you have any idea of what this means for you. Will you be in Orlando, or will you have to be watching on a screen somewhere in order to do play-by-play in it? And at what point will you not be doing play-by-play and it be a national feed? Well, you know, anything I say right now to you guys is going to be speculation, but I'll tell you what... um, what we normally do, what we normally do is we announce regular season games, except if they are uh, exclusives for the network. And then we will do the first round of the playoffs. And then once the Sixers get past the first round, the networks take over exclusively. I would doubt, and I don't know this for a fact, but I would doubt that we would go to Orlando. Uh, from, it's my understanding that they're going to limit the traveling parties to around 35 people. At least those were the preliminary estimates. That includes players, you know, sport personnel, medical people, coaches, PR people, that kind of thing. Okay. I, um, ain't, making, I ain't making that cut. <laughs> you, won't, you won't commit to that. Well, I want to ask about the status of the Sixers now because when, when you know, we left it back in, in early March, Ben Simmons was out. He had, a, you know, a back injury, and we weren't sure if or when or how uh, he would uh, come back. I don't know if you've heard anything about his health and uh, you know and you know the overall health of the team i think the overall health of the team is good um you know because of the pandemic 
you're really restricted on what you can do to begin with. So, you know, unless you hurt yourself, fawn over your kids' toys or something like that, this is, <laughs> this is, this is um, um, a, a good thing from that standpoint. All indications are that Ben Simmons is healthy. But remember, um, you know, he hadn't picked up a basketball starting in, I want to say, mid-February when he first hurt his back. So it's going to be a challenge, certainly, for the Sixers to ramp him up, get him going. I think what's going to happen is uh, later this month, maybe in a week or so, the Sixers are going to start to convene. They'll have uh, some training camp-style practices. And then at some point in July, I want to say maybe the first week, they'll go to Orlando. They'll continue to do that. They'll have some scrimmages, maybe a preseason game or style game. And then they're going to have uh, what looks to be those eight, what they're calling seeding games, which will decide how the teams are going to be seeded for the playoffs. And, you know, then they'll go right to the playoffs. So hopefully in that time, I mean, he's young. Uh, he's used to playing heavy minutes. He's typically healthy. This back thing was an anomaly for him, certainly in his first uh, two-plus seasons. So, you know, we'll see. But right now all indications are that, that he's, he seems to be pretty healthy. Mark, I'm curious as to how uh, the pandemic will affect the, the grand NBA tradition of teammates drinking each other's sweat. Will that continue? <laughs> <laughs> I, I <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm sitting here trying to conjure up that image. Listen, I, you know what? I, I, I have to say, in all seriousness, I, you know, I I think about NBA players or or college players, I should say, in June when they're drafted, and I watch them and they're on the stage with Adam Silver, feeling really good about themselves as they should, and people congratulating them. You know, they made it, and yeah. all I'm saying to myself is, this is where it starts. So. Same thing with the NBA guys. I mean, they recently announced that they're back, but now the real work begins. And just about anything you do is governed by that health and safety thing. So, right. you know, whether it's swapping sweat or swapping spit, <laughs> you're uh, going to have to think about something. Yeah. All right, well, so Steve made a uh, – it was, a, it was a, a funny observation, and but I'm going to ask a serious question uh, about sleeping arrangements. And, you know, these – you know, the NBA players – on on average, are like six foot five, six six. On average, you got your seven footers. Obviously, um, when they are on the road, do they have to make special accommodations at hotels to make sure that they actually fit in their beds? You know, that's a really good question, and the answer is I don't know. I do know my partner Ala Abdonabi at six ten. When he gets in the shower, he's got to flip the thing up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over six foot, and sometimes I've been in a hotel, and you can't. You got to kneel to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I, and I think what he'll do is maybe he'll sleep diagonally in the bed, that kind of thing, you know, to, to make sure that it fits. But yeah. that's a really good question. I've, I've never asked that question. And uh, unfortunately, I got to plead ignorance, guys. I do not have an answer for it. All you. right. Uh, Mark, during quarantine, uh, a lot of people were watching The Last Dance. I'm wondering what you thought, if you had any memories of the Jordan era and Phil Jackson era during that time and, and how they played against the Sixers and, uh, and and what you thought of that miniseries. I loved it simply because, well, a lot of reasons. You know, I'm a basketball fan. I was uh, mostly the halftime guy through that era and later on the play-by-play guy through the, the second run of three. But I just remember Michael Jordan – uh, being really gracious. Now, I had an African-American producer, so that kind of helped me make a connection with a lot of players and really learn the game and what it was all about. But uh, we would, we would, you know, today, a lot of times you need, you need permission from PR people, guys need to be escorted, and there could be layers of people you need to go through in order to secure an interview. 
Um, and I understand that. I mean, that that's the way it is nowadays with the Internet and everything. You, you have to be certain. But back then, you know, we would just grab Michael Jordan as if he was, you know, a guy off the street. Mm. And we would say, hey, Michael, we need you for some halftime features, that sort of thing. And he would happily sit with us as long as he didn't have to be at a team meeting. And, um, and, and he was great. So um, I still proclaim him the greatest player of all time, even though I'm a Philly guy and I love Wilt. And uh, I enjoyed it. I, I think the 80s and 90s, to me anyway, were a golden era for me at basketball. And it, was, it was great to see. Yeah, I've had the uh, the luxury and the privilege to be able to talk to um, uh, Joe Crawford a, a bunch of times. And I know you know Joe. Joe was a you know longtime referee in the game, and, and he has refed some of the – no, not some of uh, – all of the greatest basketball players of all time. And, you know, sometimes there's, like, changing of the guards, right? So it's like uh, – you know, Magic was on his way down. Uh, Mike was on his way up, and Mike was on his way down. Iverson, and then LeBron, and all that. If you had to, in your estimation, um, give us a year or two of the best basketball of all time, what would you say? Oh wow! Well, uh, I'm going to be parochial about it and say this for the time that I've been doing games, 2001. Yeah, when the Sixers went to the finals. And, um, you know, that, that was Larry Brown's genius and that he surrounded Allen Iverson with the perfect complement of players. And quite frankly, with all due respect to those guys, um, as the years go, you say to yourself, oh, well, who did Allen play with? People will remember Eric Snow, but then there was George Lynch, there was Tyrone Hill, there was Theo Ratliff, and then, of course, he was traded and Dikembe Mutombo came in. And just the way they did, of course, Allen was – um, a hero that we embraced, uh, maybe like nobody else, just because he was so small and he got punished and he was always viewed as the underdog and the outlier. And, you know, we in Philly, we love that stuff. You know what I mean? Because I think we consider ourselves outliers. So, um, and, and then they go, uh, they beat Indiana, who had been a problem for them the first two years. Yeah. And then they, they go seven games and beat Toronto. They go seven games and they beat Milwaukee. And then they win game one in L.A. where Iverson steps over to Ron Lou. By the way, they just celebrated the 19th anniversary of that. <laughs> and, um, and I just remember, like no other display, it literally felt like every other car had these flags that people attached <laughs> yeah. to the car. I don't know if you know, anyone there is, uh, can remember that. But, um, you know, selfishly to me, it, being a Sixers guy and, and a fan and a broadcaster, that was uh, that was a great year for do me. You, do you have to pinch yourself uh, when you, I mean, just sort of look back at it and, and just to, to, I mean, you were you were a part of that. Yeah, but listen, guys, this, uh, I'm in my 26th year of doing this, and uh, it, it's an out-of-body experience. I'm a kid who grew up in Northeast Philly. This is all I ever wanted to do. And, you know, and I was one of those kids, and I, and I try to tell uh, young people all the time, um, you know, I was chubby. I, was, mm-hmm. uh, I, was, I, I wasn't uh, among the cool kids. Uh, I, I was the one least expected to succeed in high school. And then, you know, things fell in for me for whatever reason. Um, you know, in fact, I remember people are asking me, what's going to be like to do games without fans? Well, when I was a kid, I would turn the sound down of the game and do games into a tape recorder. And when yeah. games weren't on, when games weren't on, back in the day, they only had over-the-air stations. So if you put on, say, Channel 8, all you got was static, and it sounded like a crowd. So I'd sit there, so I'd regulate the static, and I would make up a game. Oh. Here's three or download a Chamberlain hookshot. Good. Oh. <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious. That's 
awesome. Uh, oh, my God. But hang on a second. You were chubby as a kid? Oh, my goodness, yes. Well, you... hey, weren't, weren't you heavy at one point? You, yeah, yeah, but I was an adult. In fact, <laughs> after I started drinking, I turned 21. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, yeah, as a kid, because right. you're you're real thin. You're in great shape. Yeah, thanks. No, I, I, was, I was chubby as a kid. And when I was in college, I got to work uh, at a scrap iron steel yard. And we had to wear long pants and helmets and long sleeves. And, you know, it was, you know, you were given a forecast before, 90 and humid. Well, you take that and you're surrounded by these, you know, heavy equipment and hot machines and big piles of iron and steel. It was like 100,000 degrees. And, uh, you know, I sort of became a man through all that. Uh, <laughs> hey, with uh, with the play-by-play, I mean, it's, you know, it's been a while. Uh, and do, do you do anything to keep the chops up? Do you, uh, do, you, do, you do you practice out loud or <laughs> or do you sit there and, and watch seagulls on the beach and uh, call that? And... Yeah. You know what? I, I've i been doing a lot of happy birthday pres- uh, uh, messages for, okay. like, nine-year-old kids. <laughs> yeah. So that's, oh. that's, pretty, that's pretty much kept me going. But, like. Play by play of seagulls and stuff like that. No, I I, uh, <laughs> I have not done that. Listen, guys, I have a question for you. Sure. Yes. You know, we we've established a tradition now where I've been doing play by play of the city six coaches mm-hmm. in the Papa Shot at Camp Out for Hunger. Have you guys even thought about Camp Out for Hunger? What that's going to look like? We've been thinking intensely about it. And yeah, we just had our first meeting yeah. the other day to begin discussions about it. And we're not sure yet. There are iterations. We know that it's uh, the, the 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 one thing that we are thinking is that it's never been more essential than it's going to be this time around. So by hook or crook, in whatever variation or way that we do it, it's going to get done. We just need to figure out what is the the best way, the safest way, and the way that'll get the biggest yield. Uh, because I don't, you know, this is uh, when you talk about in the history of unique experiences, especially in the history of the campout. This is there's been nothing like this. So we're but we're, we're going to try to soldier on. Good, because what you guys do is great. It's got to get done. And listen, I'll do play by play behind a mask. It'll be fine. Trust <laughs> me, you'll be able to hear me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I believe it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Mark, listen, I have no idea. Nobody knows what's, uh, what's happening with, with baseball right now. But as we have it uh, with with basketball and hockey coming back at uh, late July, early August, uh, football potentially, you know, on that same timeline. It is going to be an awesomely exciting uh, end of summer, early fall. Don't you agree? Yeah, it's really going to be weird, too, because to have basketball at this time, I mean, even when you consider the normal calendar, by, you know, mid-July, third week of July, that sort of thing, the summer leagues are kind of tapering out, and that is typically the quiet season. That's where the executives get away and, front office people and broadcasters hide out on the beach, you know, like late July, August. Well, we're going to be ramping up around that time. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, games without fans and what it's going to feel like, like in the middle of a hot August afternoon to have the Sixers, you know, playing the Bucks or something like that. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting. But you know what? I, I think through all of this, whether it's uh, the protests that we've seen or, or the pandemic that we have felt, uh, we, we we need to, to to get back to some sense where we can grab hold of the things that that we enjoy that that take us away that sweep us away that entertain us, and we love our sports especially here in Philly. And I'm just glad that in some form or fashion the NBA is going to be back. There there are shifts that have taken place as a result of the pandemic, and and Steve has mentioned this several times. But you know now you can, in Pennsylvania you can get certain liquors delivered. You know and like so um, there are things that have happened that uh, I would uh, now that that cat is out of the bag I would see really difficult to get the cat back into the bag. I'm wondering if the NBA schedule shift might take place in a more permanent fashion and, and that they would start the season later, you know, start the season around Christmas or something along those lines. 
Well, that, that's an interesting question because in their release, the NBA last week said that they would expect that next season, and by the way, the draft's going to be like in October and, and free agency, but they would expect the season to start around December 1st. Now, that was a league announcement, but they still have to iron that out with the players because, remember, um, next summer there is, you would hope, that they're going to have the Olympics and, you know, they're going to want to get players ready for that. And that's got to require a rest period followed by training camp and that kind of thing. So um, listen, uh, there are smarter minds than me at work trying to figure all this stuff out. I think right now what they're trying to do is just make sure that they keep people safe, that they get everyone to Orlando, that they square everything's away and they're actually able to play basketball. And then you're right. They're going to have to think about um, next year, you know, maybe they delay it till Christmas. Maybe they, maybe they, they don't play 82 games. Maybe they only play 60 games or something like that. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But um, it, right now, you're right. It, 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 the, the conga line is, is really backed up out the door, and they're going to have to try to figure that out as they go. Well, some light at the end of the tunnel with the announcement of, uh, you know, a tentative date of uh, July 31st. Any idea when that might become a firm date, Zoom? Hmm. Um, you know what? I'm a NAS needs to know basis like everyone else. Yeah. I'm literally just sitting here and, you know, I, I can make a few calls and maybe, uh, try to get an inkling as to what's going on, but I'm better off like everybody else just kind of waiting and seeing okay. what's going to happen. But I'm gearing myself right now to July 31st Good. and hopefully, uh, on or about that date, we'll get back to it. Hey, if you do an end up in Orlando, uh, will you make the push for the Cinderella suite at the Magic uh, Castle? <laughs> <laughs> only if the bed, only, only if the bed's big enough for the five ten margin. Zoo, I go down the shore every weekend, so let me know where you live. I'll bring you an apple fritter. <laughs> uh, you're a beautiful human being. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark Zumoff, thanks yeah. so much, Mark. It's good to hear from you, man. NBC Sports Philadelphia. He's so good. 31st. He's the best. He's the best. And uh, when he comes out of camp out for hunger, it's really great. It takes it to another level, which is awesome. So good to have him on. Uh, one thing before we move on to anything else, we have a couple pieces of audio to play. I thought it would be kind of nice. Um, and apparently, <clears throat> this uh, we have some audio of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yes. Wait, audio what? of the Golden Gate Bridge. Okay, I didn't know it made sound. Uh, Well, it does now. Yeah, a lot of people didn't know that either, the designer specifically. So they had done some some architectural adjustments onto the bridge, right, Steve? They they put basically clamp covers on a lot of the cable, uh, is my understanding. And so in windy conditions, and it's always windy in San Francisco, Mm -hmm. there is a, what they call singing, uh, it sounds like a, a hum, but it is loud enough that if you're on the bridge, it's very loud, and it can be heard for miles around. Okay, well, I have two here. Do you want the uh, – I uh, one is for, heard from miles away, and the other one just says uh, Golden Gate Bridge singing. So yep, which would, one do you want first? That would be the first. The Golden okay. Gate Bridge singing. Let's go with that one first. So here is a, a clip of what it sounds like now when you're walking across the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Like, I wouldn't be able to handle that no. with, with my tinnitus and my... Uh, oh, yeah. 
my uh, hearing issues. And there's foot there's foot traffic across the bridge. Yeah, right? yes, all the time. Yes, so yeah. you're 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 that's that's a that's a and it's apparently very loud on the bridge. Yeah, like 11 years ago, I think it was. I rode my uh, well, not my bike, but I rented a bike and I rode it across the Golden Gate Bridge, and there was none of that. I don't know if okay. I would be able to handle that. I so, have the exact. That would hurt your ears. Yes. Yeah. Very much so, yeah. I, I have the exact explanation. It's when, it started when engineers installed new railing slats covering the edges of the bridge to fight off wind resistance. Okay. That's so they they tried to make it more aerodynamic, and it uh, makes that sound now. Yeah, the uh, spokesman for the Golden Gate Bridge Highway and Transportation District said that we knew going into the handrail replacement that the bridge would sing during exceptionally high winds from the west as we saw yesterday. Sing, um, cause nervous breakdown, same thing. The phenomenon was recorded and posted on social media, some describing it as angelic and peaceful, others calling it eerie, mournful, or annoying. <laughs> so it all depends on how you interpret it. <laughs> um, so is this, the, do we have the other clip from uh, Miles Away? Yeah. Yes. All right, let's hear this one. Oh, yeah. Same thing, same tone. That's from a point called Lands and Lookout. So that's miles away. Wow. Kind of sounds like uh, whale songs. Just constant. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Incessant whale songs. Uh, during design. I got to say, it's a little annoying. Oh, <laughs> Tony Bennett? Yeah, absolutely, man. That's the, uh, you know. That's my that's your town. That's my town. Wow. I left my heart there. Sometimes uh, it's so loud you can't hear yourself stepping in poop. During the design, uh, the district studied the potential impacts of the project, including wind tunnel testing of a scale model of the bridge under high winds. The test revealed that under certain high wind conditions, the, pri- the bridge would hum as air passed more freely over the bridge roadway. Here's the, the wind in excess of 60 miles an hour. <laughs> 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 That's angelic. Yeah, that's very yeah. angelic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So we rented bikes there, and we rode our bikes up the uh, the Bay Coastline, and then up a hill, and then across the Golden Gate Bridge, and then uh, the hill down into Sausalito, which is really cool. And then we hopped on a ferry across the, the bay, and as we were on the ferry going back to where we rented the, the bikes from... There was a a Blue Angels uh, flight. There was it was Fleet Week, and there was a whole air show and everything. It wow, was like cool. that was a really that's a good really, day. That was a great wow. day. That was a really great day. I definitely want to go back to San Francisco sometimes. Been a long, love long, to have you, Preston. Long, long. <laughs> take out my personal tour. Long, long times as I've been there. Bring some galoshes because you're going to be stepping in a lot of poop. Uh, well, when I saw it when I was a kid, I saw a guy uh, start to uh, play with himself. That's no. great, isn't it? Right, right next to the window where I was sitting. I mean, not like not from afar. Like walked right up and started. They call him Trolley Pete. Jerking it. We talked about this with your father because you're with yeah. your dad. Yeah. It was your, your father's son trip, correct? Yep. Okay. Yep. And he's like, <laughs> you know, it was it was him and me and my uncle. And they go, hey, look at this guy. They're like, my dad pointed it out to me. Check that out. <laughs> well, he's just trying to welcome you to the town. Yeah. yeah. Remember we talked about the Boy, Bush- San Francisco. What a town. By the, welcome to San Francisco. Here in my ball. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves it. What we talked name? about the, the Bushman and uh, Fisherman's Wharf. He I got jump scared out. by him. Yeah, he'd yeah. jump out and scare you. And that's like, he would make money doing that. And, and he was sort of a, a street performer. But that's what his, his gig was. His intent was to scare you. And he did. I yeah. got scared by Bushman. And then uh, I also, I was using a bathroom at the International House of Pancakes, and a guy came in, a homeless guy off the street, came in, yacked 
all over the toilet next to me on the floor. Whoa. And then he went in and basically took a bath in the sink and then and then left. Oh. Yeah, I know. Memories. Okay. Right yeah. What a town. Toddling <laughs> town. Whether they're spanking it next to your passenger side window or puking in the bathroom next to you. Stepping in poop. And the bridge screaming all night. Oh, what better place to live than San Francisco? City by the bay. City by the bay, bathed yep. in poop, screaming bridges. <laughs> Homeless people jacketed right in front of your car. <laughs> I can go on. Oh, yeah, and the home of Ricerone. <laughs> there was a bar in the gay area of San Francisco, which I know, you know, but they're like, you know, kind of like the gayborhood of yeah. that. Of of the town, and uh, they made sure they drove me by to see a, a liquor store that was literally named Suckers Liquors. <laughs> and I love uh, that. my dad wanted to point that out to me as well. Your dad's <laughs> thirteen. Like my, your dad's like my dad. It's like uh, he was just he like you could just tell my dad was waiting for us to get old enough to start sharing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Look, there's a guy spanking it right next to the car. Press, isn't that funny? It's Tony Bennett. Isn't that Welcome funny? to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you my ball. <laughs> it's, it's, this one's Peter, and this one is Louie. <laughs> Peter and Louie are the name of your ball? Absolutely. <laughs> Come out and meet them. All right. Hey, uh, hey I'm going to switch gears abruptly, but we have the world's largest gate what? on the phone line. Yes, we had mentioned oh that a gentleman from our area, uh, his name is Philip, has essentially the largest mouth. In uh, in the world, uh, world record caliber. In fact, is the world record holder. And I, we said earlier. W- I mean, we are super proud of this achievement. And uh, lives in Boyertown. Yes. Uh, so this is Philip. Everybody, Philip Angus. Hey, man. Hi. Uh, what's up? Uh, hey. Well, we just we wanted to talk to the the, the largest mouth. No, we saw your uh, we saw your story. Uh, when did you when did you uh, get this distinction officially? Uh, okay, so, yeah, I don't, re- I don't remember any of the actual dates. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember it's in the middle of the quarantine, I'm getting upset with homework, and my mom just walks and she's like, dude, you just got the record. I'm like, wait, I, you're serious? Like, right now. So I was freaking out, but sadly they were like, oh, don't tell anyone because we want to be a surprise. I'm like, I don't think anyone's going to be like... Oh, like, like, crazy if I tell them, but I listened to it, so I was kind of disappointed. So for, like, a couple months, I couldn't say anything. So you you oh. found out you had been, you had you'd, uh, received this distinction a while ago, and is there some sort of uh, caveat to the Guinness classification that makes you hold on to it until they make the official declaration? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, but, but you, so you had to, so we've gone through the process, actually, we had a guy come in here and, and have the most body piercings um, in in one sitting, and he went through the process of submitting to Guinness, but apparently he he didn't do everything that was supposed to be done. So you you ha- it's it's fairly involved, but you had done it so long ago you'd forgotten about the whole thing being in motion. Correct? Yeah, you know, if I think back the whole submitting process, I'll be honest, it was a pain. There were <laughs> yeah. so many forms, and I had friends in school help me like put them into a printer to. Make it look like an online online copy and stuff. It was, it was not fun. Is all I'll say. <laughs> wow, it was not fun. But it, but it's it's paid off. I mean, it, this is yours. <laughs> has it has it paid off? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it, it, was, it was definitely worth it. I do it again. Okay, okay. Yeah, because you're. I mean, you've you've got 
It's all. It's you're popping up in all all news feeds. Well, when when did I mean did did someone else point out that you've got a gigantic mouth and might have the biggest one in the world? When did it actually creep into you, or how did it creep into your mind that I might actually have the biggest mouth in the world? Well, it was uh, last school year, and a friend of mine sent me some on Instagram. It was the previous um, guy in Germany. Yeah, and he was like. You can kind of eat this, right? Like, all my friends know I have a big mouth. I can beat it. So I was like, why not? So, you know, I went through the process to try to beat it. They take forever to actually send you back your results or anything. So it was like months later I finally got it back. But in that time frame, the, the previous dude, the Isaac Johnson kid, he got it. So a bunch of my friends were like, can you still beat him? Like, are you going to not be able to get it now? I'm like, no, no I will. <laughs> okay. That's All the right. confidence that like, makes I a champion. Really bad about it, but... yeah. yeah. And by the way, so you're you're 16 years old, right? Yes. How old was the other uh, the other person? Um, I believe he's 14. So oh. he's a bit nervous. Like, he'll get a little that is not like a bigger than mine. But, I mean... What can, I, what can I do? I have it now. I'm happy with that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Listen, happy it, with it, that. It's not your fault. I mean, you're, you you are the champion, and clearly by all measures you are. And, and so, uh, you know, but that gives that fortune-year-old something to aspire to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know if, uh, I don't know, medically, like, will your mouth get bigger? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious um, if the human mouth grows over time. Right. We're, we're seeing a picture of you bite three chip witches, a full <laughs> stacked on top, stacked of on top of each uh-huh. other. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was that was my mom's idea, and it was, it was such a good idea. So, so <laughs> hey, okay, I have a question, yeah, Philip, because one time I was talking about this when we when we brought your story up earlier this morning, where I was just joking around and I opened my mouth as wide as I possibly could. And I got a cramp in a muscle, in, yeah, un- under my chin. It hurt so bad. Now, you've obviously opened your mouth as wide as you can several times. Have you ever had that happen? Uh, no, I didn't. Good. But, uh, see, when I was, like, getting my measurement and my dentist office, yeah. they didn't realize. But if I hold it open for too long, it starts to get really really painful yeah and like my head gets really fuzzy so i'm like okay like there's a time limit to how long i hold it open and then i'm like okay i can't i can't it's just a yeah i don't think the human body was meant to stretch that far no no there there are many snakes that don't have a jaw that's meant to stretch that far (laughs) so uh but but it is there there are so many shots i mean with a full apple in your mouth is is pretty amazing uh it's yeah i think it's the one thing that Maybe the most not not the fact that I had the regular thing, but I'm like I just shoved an apple in my mouth and it was <laughs> put in my mouth. Then when I was actually like measuring for the record, that the apple was just easier. Yeah, no, I'm of like, course. <laughs> now with with that ability to be able to put an entire apple in your mouth, and then I've seen you bite down on stuff. We've seen videos of you. I would imagine you have to be careful because you still have to chew all that stuff if you're actually going to swallow it. Do you generally, when you take that gigantic bite, do you then just spit out what you have in your mouth because it's so big? No, I chew, I chew it all and I eat it. Wow. Okay, I, I God bless. It. It. There's I'm, your there's your second world record. Like, 
Yeah, I won't take. I won't take a bite of half an apple and just spit it out. I make sure I eat the whole thing. Oh, that's, that's very conscientious of you. So, so, uh, but but do you do? You, so let's obviously the normal questions are asked when someone has that that's ability to take in that much at once. Uh, do you have an excessively uh, big appetite, or would you just? How would you qualify yourself as an eater? I eat a lot. I'll okay. be honest. I probably overeat a bit too. Um, I love this kid. I, I like to eat fast as well. Uh, I'm I'm criticized by that by my mom <laughs> <laughs> almost every meal. But I mean, I if, okay, if I enjoy eating that way, I'm not going to stop eating that way. Well, you know? And listen, you've been given a genetic gift from God that allows you to take in much more food. So, so with that, do you eat faster than most people? Yeah, he said that. Oh, he did? Okay. I, I didn't hear that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Philip, speaking of your mom, uh, we heard she's a huge fan of the Preston and Steve show. Is that true? Yeah. Um, you know, as a kid, I my life is like video games, but she was flipping out. She's like, oh, my God. I, like, I, I love this show. <laughs> they were talking about you. It's so cool. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds awesome. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. That's excellent. So when you get this distinction from Guinness World Records, um, do you get a plaque or anything like that that you can uh, that you can put up to commemorate it? Well, so here, right. so they don't tell you this. And I'm, not, I'm not sure how it works normally because yeah. obviously it's a different I'd send the videos. But, you know, when it, when it came, it was just like the paper. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I just look at a frame like with it. Yeah. So we looked it up. And then we had to buy a frame for $80, which just surprised us. We were like, really? Like, Dude, they do that all the time. When it, whenever you whenever uh-huh. you get an award, you'll get it in that way. And then there are these companies that begin to flood you yep. because they find out, they scour all these awards that have been given out, and they exist to frame the awards that you've gotten. The real, And you'd figure Guinness, which is one of the most hallowed and observed record books and record records in the world, would send you a pre plaqued award but no so that, that that's kind of a that's kind of sad to hear that yeah i think if it's like face to face if it wasn't these circumstances i think they like give it the uh, frame with the record to you yeah because anytime you see, they, they always have the record next to them all nicely framed and stuff but you know, I, I don't care right now because <laughs> i have the frame and i love the way it looks Mm-hmm. Oh, so you did get a frame. So I'm, I'm happy with what I have. All right. All right. Hey, I want to ask, Philip, you know, and uh, with you being 16, um, <clears throat> Wikipedia in high schools, they generally have, uh, you know, notable alumni uh, <laughs> in their notes. And I'm curious, what school do you go to, by the way? Uh, I go to Boyertown Area High School. Have you had a chance to look on their Wikipedia page to see if anybody has entered that yet? Uh, no, I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't know. Anything. We're going to check that for you right now. We're going to make sure it's the people's encyclopedia right. so yeah, we can so make sure that happens. The people need to, to speak and they right. need to add you to the, uh, uh, the notables from, uh, from your high school because <laughs> while, while Boyertown area high school, I'm sure is wonderful. Right. And, uh, but I don't think they've ever had a record, a world record holder. No. Uh, that's come out of there, but I could be wrong. Well, I don't know. I think so. Yeah. Uh, which by the way, have you, uh, have you guys wrapped up school yet? Uh, yeah, online schooling was a pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> I hated it every second of it. Yeah. It. Yep. But it's finally so happy about it. Um, uh, you, you, that, that was the worst part. Everything about it was just, I hated it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I've heard a number of people say that. So, so given your druthers, you, you, you really enjoy the school experience. I mean, when you, when you, when you have a, 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 a mall like you have, you want to walk around and show it off to your peers. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you dating you know, anybody? No, I didn't. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Do you think this will help? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't. I don't know what you would find attractive. Like <laughs> a very abnormally large man. <laughs> uh, um, I will. I will, I will direct you to because uh, in the corner you just see teeth, tongues, everything. Let me remind you, you're talking about, Philip, you're talking about Mick Jagger and Steven Tyler and yeah. these people, these rock stars with huge mouths. Yeah. They're very uh, they're very popular with the women. All right. I mean, maybe 70 years ago, but they're... <laughs> yeah, right, right. But that could come back around. It could, could, could be all the rage in a little while. Maybe you'll start the trend. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Well, listen. Uh, we think it's really cool. I, I do have one request, Philip. If uh, what kind of a uh, are you on your cell phone right now or a landline? I own my phone. Okay. Can is there any way you can shove it in your mouth right now <laughs> while we have you on the phone and say uh, I love the Preston and Steve show? Uh, I can do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, right. I want to hear Give that. Give a minute. All right. Uh, 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 uh. Hey, there, when this is all over, we got to get you out to an event. We, yeah. you, you need to be our you, got, you need to be our, our ringer when we want to impress a crowd. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, listen, Philip, say hi to your mom and uh, and congratulations on uh, your award. All right, bud. Thank you. All right, take care, <laughs> Philip Vegas, yeah. world record holder in our area. He wow. has the largest gate. Is the official. Uh, title of that largest gape. So that's from his uh, teeth to teeth, bottom teeth to top teeth, and his mouth is wide open. And you know what? And I, I they showed they showed a, a, there's a video of him with the dentist using a caliper yeah. to measure that to make sure it was accurate. This is all part of the stuff you have to do when you chronicle uh, your submission for the Guinness Book of World Records. What but, I was, uh, what I was looking for is the official measurement. Nick, can you look that up real quick? I think nine point five two centimeters. Which is how many 3. inches? 3.75, 3. 3. inches, which doesn't sound like a whole lot, but um, when you see it, you're like, oh, well, yeah, there you go. That's that's actually huge. So <laughs> he was great. He was. <laughs> I love that kid. <laughs> um, let's take a break and come back in just a moment, and uh, we'll see what else we can get into. A reminder, it is Monday morning, so we'll get our first letter of day for the Word of the Week prize, $250 Meineke gift card. Uh, from our friends at the Meineke and the Mayfair section in Northeast Philly. Stay there. We'll be back in just a moment. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Um, I noticed something yesterday. Oh, my God. I did. Uh, and this is... <laughs> He's back, and we didn't anticipate it. It's the return of the noticer. And this isn't a... Uh, I, I didn't notice a story or something. This you is didn't a... notice a story or something? No, this is something I noticed out on my own. The noticer noticing on his own. Is there anything he won't notice? I noticed my daughter doesn't want to hang out with me anymore. Oh. Wait a second, oh, and and I bring this up that because, transcends just notice her territory. Yeah, well, I I was my daughter was going to walk. We have two dogs, and uh, she's like, I'm going to go walk Haley, uh, and I go, Oh, okay. I'm like, Well, you want me to? I'll grab Rook, and we'll uh, we'll walk together. She's like, No, that's okay. I was like, Oh, no, through the heart in my heart, Jesus. So my wife to make me feel better. She goes, well, we'll go walk Rook together. We'll just go in the opposite direction. Oh, so, no. So we did. That's, ha- that's, that's fine. That's How old a, is she? She's 13. Well, she's right at the age. She's right at the age. 
So I'm trying to tell myself that. But anyhow, the she reason. She probably just wants a little, like, independence. She I wanted to, she can now go for a walk by herself with and take the dog and, yeah. you know, be a little bit of an adult. That's or she probably. hates you. Or she hates me. Or she's, yeah, starting yeah. to hate you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so as my wife and I were walking in the opposite direction, what I noticed oh, was okay. that, uh, there you go, is that the honeysuckles. And the story continues. Uh, the honeysuckles are in full bloom right now. I love now. that. I do too, and it's actually very special for my daughter and I. We share that love of that scent, that smell of the honeysuckles. But she was nowhere to be found. She was nowhere to be found. (laughs) I picked a few for her anyway. She burned them. Uh, No, but what I wanted to ask you guys did now, am I wasting my time with this honeysuckle thing or not? Because when I was a kid, and and tell me if you would do this, you take off the the bloom And you you pull yes. from the bottom, yep. right? Yeah. And then you taste it. Yes. yes. And you yeah. can okay. And yeah. then you do whippets. Yeah. And then you do oh. whippets and you pass out. And then you get a poison control. Uh, <laughs> no, but I was curious if I I I honestly have never gone through life concurring with anyone that that's actually a legit thing or not of just something my sister and I always used Please to repeat, do. Please repeat this. I'm not familiar and, with and this. And I taught my daughter to do it, so that's what we do. So you take the actual flower part right. of the honeysuckle off of the vine and then you pinch the bottom of it. And so there's there are these long little, what's the, I don't know what the word you use. Like no, it's like a stamen. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, like a stamen. And you John Stamen. And you pull no, it. I knew you, it. You pull it out. <laughs> uh, you pull it out. John Stamos. <laughs> and then you, yeah, we're looking at a picture here. Here's an illustration. Of oh, the okay. Oh. And well, then you yeah. taste it. You put yeah. it in your mouth, and it, it tastes kind of like honey. Sometimes, if you're lucky, there's a little droplet on there. Yes, yeah. exactly. And uh, my mom taught me that. This is a bonding moment I had with my mom that you uh, had with your daughter. Okay. okay, so does that have anything to do with bees pollinating it and, you know, and bees, bees, and actual bees and honey, honey and all that stuff? That's probably know. some connection, right? <laughs> so let me ask you just on, on, a, on, a, on a medical end, is, is that, are, are you safe doing that? I sure, but it's obviously still here. I know, I know, yeah. but maybe you're, you guys are you just... run the same risk if you pick uh, wild raspberries or something, or you know, or arsenic. No, no, I mean, like, <laughs> anything that you put in your mouth in the wild, you should be careful yeah. about, but, like, I don't think you're going to really run... It's not poison. Like, I like to exactly. suck on a raccoon now and then, sure. but I, I just don't know. <laughs> if, they, if they're rabid, can I still suck on them? It, it no. has to be a night raccoon. Yeah. Yeah. Kathy, did that... Have you ever done that? Yes, we okay. did do that as kids, yes. I okay. didn't always eat it because I never thought it actually tasted good, but, yeah, I tried it. Okay. Now, do they? Have I heard of honeysuckle wine before? I know they may, there's like dandelion wine. I don't mm-hmm. know if there's honeysuckle. Wine. I think I think it might be right. I'm not sure. I want to say that there's a song that has honeysuckle wine. That's, as a, that's why something seems vaguely familiar to me about that. Honeysuckle wine. <laughs> I just made that up. Honeysuckle wine. <laughs> Please write that. <laughs> write that song today. Honeysuckle wine. But by the way, that that scent, that smell of of that flower. Uh, brings back vivid childhood memories. It's one of those things yeah. that uh, that can bring back uh, childhood memories. And, and it's actually it. considered an invasive plant. Oh, Is really? It? Yeah, yeah. It, it kills it kills uh, small animals. So, meaning it was not native. And... No, I think it's just like like it, it it can overrun an area. Like like kudzu or like something. Kudzu, like Kudzu, yeah. You guys familiar with kudzu? Yes, you've heard us mention it before. It's yeah. a rabbit Saint Bernard. No, it's not. It's a uh, Cujo. Cujo. Oh, it's Cujo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Honeysuckle wine's a thing. Honeysuckle wine. It has its own jingle and everything. Okay. Uh, six cups of honeysuckle flower petals, loosely packed. Seven point five. And other wine. Of water. <laughs> yes. Add two gallons of Chardonnay <laughs> and no. mix. Two pounds of honey. It says. Yeah. Wow. Uh, two teaspoons of acid blend. Oh, God. Meaning four quarts of lye. <laughs> LSD. You're supposed to. And an ignition switch. Uh, 
eighth teaspoon uh, tannin. I'm, I'm not even familiar with some of this stuff. There, then you, you get some yeast and then champagne wine yeast. Oh, well, that's that seems far too much work. Easy yeah. to find. And you can make honeysuckle wine. <laughs> I'm going to go to Travis. So hey, Travis, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, man? Hey, another day. I was driving down the road. I heard y'all talking about the honeysuckles. Right. My grandmother told me about the same story. So we tried them out when I was younger when I came to visit up north. When I went down south, my other grandmother warned us, don't do that. So I was trying to figure out why, and I found out that down south there's a plant called Datura, um, angel trumpets, which looks like a honeysuckle. I've heard of them. Way bigger. We had an issue, and it actually happened in my high school, where a kid, like, overdosed. I don't know if he ate the whole bottom of it, but the active chemical, and that's peyote. The kid almost died. He was running from the cops. He ended up. I think he cut off his own finger or something in the oh process God. of running away. <laughs> and you, your grandmother's telling you this? And, he, and this dude cut his fingers off. It, it was absolutely ridiculous. And wow. it was funny because people down in, in Florida, when I mentioned it, were like, no, no, no. It's not even worth trying the honeysuckles with the stories we had back in high school. Yeah, you know, uh, Travis, I'm, like I'd be reticent to just in nature, uh, even though I know, like I have a fruit, you know, that's growing in my yard. and I, I know. I, I'm just always reticent to... You know, pick something off a tree and just start a plant yeah, to start it, chewing it got, on. It got really bad, man. We get kumquats, we get um, we get those uh, Spanish plums or uh, Chinese plums. So there's fruit growing all over that's edible in Florida by all means. Right. But it got it got to be such a big deal that the homeowners associations and the the schools got involved and went around and were removing these trees from people's yards. Well, I think I, I'm. Yeah. There used to be a story. It would always pop up every every couple of summers where kids would go out and the trees that yield berries or the bushes they'd eat berries because some of them would look like raspberries, but they're not. Right. And uh, it's easy to confuse them. Travis, are you calling from Florida now? No, actually, I live up uh, here in Ben Salem at the moment, but okay. I've, I've only lived in Pennsylvania three years, so I'm, I'm still considered a Florida boy. All right, All right, gotcha. Well, thanks for listening, man. We appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Have a good one. I'll right. you, y'all guys. Take care, bud. We'll see you. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to Dave. Had an unfortunate experience uh, with uh, something like this. Hey, Dave, you're on the air. Hey, guys. Hey, what's, what's up, up, bud? Hey, uh, my sister, back when, um, uh, back when she was younger, she did the, the sucking of the honeysuckle, but what people don't realize is poison ivy, poison sumac, oh all that God. stuff grows in the same area. Oh. She looked like an alien when she got home. So it was simply because it was in proximity to these Your other ones. Your pretty high. Yes, it was, it was a pile of rocks, and the, and the honeysuckle was beautiful and tempting, and everybody was there, yeah. but she was highly allergic to poison ivy. And uh, she almost went blind. What? Wow! Wow! So, Be- because she had e- she basically she had ingested poison sumac. Yeah, poison sumac. Poison. Who knows what? Yeah. She looked like an alien. Like her whole head was like triple the size wow. of her. Can I get your sister's number? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was ET. ET was macking on your sister. Exactly. No. Wow. So wow. how how long how long she was almost the... went blind? Jeez. It, it, uh, the doctor told my mom if they hadn't gotten her to the emergency room when they did, that like if it was another minute, no like like it was that bad. Therein lies my reticence to start sucking on yeah. stuff I find in nature. <laughs> so, so the reason I'm calling is really like a public service as well. Sure. Yes, not, not just to share a story, but to, to, like before you dive into that honeysuckle. Before you suck, call eight one one. Exactly. L- look around and yeah, see if yeah, you see for... anything. Uh, I, I wish I knew. I, I, thanks for your call, by the way, Dave. I wish I knew um, exactly what poison ivy looked like. I know a guy who is allergic to it, 
And I was playing golf with him one time. He's like, don't go, don't go in that. That's poison ivy right there. And I was like, wow, you can recognize that. I know that there's a saying, which is, uh, if you see three, stay away from me. Yeah, it's a... Um... It's three leaves, and uh, they're shiny either on the top or on the bottom. Because I, I see you... a lot of things that have three leaves. Yeah, yeah right? because right? now that, I, that I've known that, and well, I then... look, and I'm like, oh, it's got three leaves. It What's might the be... saying? If you see three, stay away from me. Huh. Then who's the second most famous groundhog in PA? Oh, that's, um, that's Gus. Gus. Oh, Gus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've always loved that ability. It's like the, the guy in Predator who's the the, the naturalist who you know, he cuts the, 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 the vine and, yeah. and drinks... To just have a general knowledge, and I, you know, like, I, I'm good up to, like, a four-leaf clover. Right, I, right. That, yeah, but I'm, I just don't recognize that stuff as well. My wife got a terrible um, run with um, poison ivy. She was in removing some plants when we first moved into Maniunk, and she was bedridden for a couple days because it was, I mean, she just could not move. Yeah. It, look, it actually looked like she had been clawed. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it can be, some things in nature can be pretty nasty. Really, I think na- I can't get it. I've never once had poison ivy, yeah. poison oak, no nothing. Some no people are more allergic to uh, to it than others, Kathy. I, I can get it mildly. Um, uh, you know, sometimes you can get it if uh, a dog uh, gets it and, you know, it ends up in the dog's dander or in the dog's fur or whatever. And then you go and pet the dog. And then uh, the worst that I've heard about poison ivy is that when sometimes it, um, if somebody burns it, if they're really allergic yeah. to it, oh, and yes. then it ends up in their lungs, oh, yeah. you know. Kathy, do you, as as a, as a an allergy test... Uh, when you get back in the studio, you want us to get us a little poison ivy and just rub it on a little part of your skin no. so you can get a rash. Like it only it only affects the area that it touches. Listen, I don't think I can get it, but I'm not positive. I don't want to try. Mm. I've never had it in my life. I don't want to. I don't want to have it now. They say that people who are resistant to poison ivy cannot be pierced by an arrow. Can we try that? <laughs> <laughs> I had. Um, I was cleaning a whole bunch of like underbrush and stuff like that from underneath this arborvitae and pines and stuff, and I got worried that because. Once I cleared a lot of things out, I went over that with my lawnmower, and then I was concerned that I would be breathing in um, poison ivy. Wear your freaking sure. mask. Juice. Yeah. I know people. Something, yeah. I see a lot of people just prior to pandemic palooza, prior to that, I'd see a lot of people when they do yard work, uh, especially people who suffer from allergies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. When they're mowing the lawn, they they pop on the uh, the mask. Uh, I, you know. I brushed, when I was a kid, I brushed up against some, against some kind of plant that had... Um, it didn't have thorns per se, but it had a, like um, a very prickly uh, stem on it that, um, that they weren't crazy sharp, but enough to kind of, you know, I felt it, uh, an abrasion on my hand. And it later, um, it blistered up. I mean, like like full on, you know, clear liquid filled right. blisters on my skin. And I never did find out what that was. And I don't think it was poison ivy. I, t- I told but you. there's some wild stuff out there. An incident that I had years ago when I first started hiking the Wissahickon. And my it was my dog, and the dog went into this sort of fairly thick bramble, and I reached in, and I and I and I, I did have gloves on, but it was on the above the glove line on my arm, and there were the very small sort of thorns, and when I pulled my arm out, I was like, oh, and I, I brushed it off, and within seconds, it felt like my arm was on fire. Yeah, we talked about that. That um, it was like some, some kind of bramble or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the other saying about um, poison ivy pressing is leaves of three, let it be. Leaves of four, eat some more. I don't know what you're supposed to eat, but uh, 
That's the second half He's of that. He's a whore. Your mom's a whore. <laughs> I knew there was comedy. You filthy whore. Yeah. Poison oak, poison sumac, well, that's, and poison that's ivy. That's unpleasant. Yeah. All right, so poison oak, poison sumac, and poison ivy all have three. Well, no, poison sumac doesn't. It looks like it's got a whole bunch on there. It's got multiples, but it's three at the top. And then the, the poison oak looks like oak leaves, and the poison ivy um, are triangular, I guess, in nature. Give me the last part. Forget what I said. You're probably dead. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I need to learn to, uh, to recognize that stuff. Now we're getting... Anytime you mention poison ivy, the calls start coming in. Do you guys, you want me to go to a couple of these? Yeah, let's or? do it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, it's a public service because people are, are just chomping at the bit to get out. and They're going to run into this stuff. Yeah, because everything's in. Right now, everything is lush. I mean, like. Drunk. All through, no, all oh. through our neighborhood, everybody's yards <laughs> yeah. are just absolutely booming. They look beautiful. I'm going to go to Dan. Hi, Dan. Good morning. Hey, Preston. How you doing? Good. What's up, bud? Uh, I got a big family. I'm one of nine. And my one brother is really, uh really allergic to poison ivy the point where he gets it you think like he got beat up by five guys really you mean either yeah. the hamburger chain excuse me <laughs> keep going uh, five guys yeah, burgers five guys. yeah there, there you go uh anyway yeah, you you, you know, had a story you had a specific story to share no yeah yeah he was in the woods one time using the bathroom not number one and uh, happened so to that would be number two box. then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> number two, yeah. yeah. Okay. And there was he a bathroom in the middle of the woods. It's how we roll, Dan. But we we, we do we do want to hear your story. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Don't well, he, never give up the fight. He wiped his butt with poison ivy. There you go. There it is. <laughs> he actually wiped with poison ivy. Oh, it was horrible. He was he had he was in my parents' room for about a week with six fans pointing at him. Like, he had no shame, butt naked. My mom had to, like, rub, like, lotion off. Oh, Dan, Dan, do you, rem- do you remember what, what they what they were using? What Because they're, they're all different treatments, and the treatment that worked with my wife finally was, like, an oatmeal soap. Oh, I don't know. I, he got steroids a few times for it. Like, all right. He got in the bed more than a couple times. Dan, any idea how old he was at the time? I think he was about... He might have been freshman year in high school. Oh, freshman geez. year in high school, and mom was having to come in and tend oh, dude, to his. It was brutal. It was brutal. <sighs> That's wow. Awesome. That's when they fell in love. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it, buddy. I my brother got uh, poison ivy really, really bad, and it just so happened that uh, towards the beginning of it, we went down the shore. And the ocean, the salt water actually was really great. It helps. I've heard that many times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's an and app then you that can you can get sea lice that you can use, Preston. Um, to oh, I have it. You it's, have it. Okay. It's Leaf Snap. I have it. I'm like, this will be a great idea. I'll be able to identify <laughs> all the plants and trees I've no. been curious about. I used it one time. <laughs> I've had it on my phone, Nick. I kid you not, for at least four years. All right. Leaf Snap. It'll save me. I wonder if it's what still, is this I, app? I may have finally, <laughs> yeah. I may have finally deleted it. I'm not sure, but I I had it, and it is you. You pick up a photo, a, a, a leaf, take a picture of it, tells you exactly. You swipe what left it is. or right whether you want to date it. In fact, you know what? I used it in Sweden oh. because we we went by these this group of trees that smelled so wonderful, and we we had no idea that the, the uh, Rochelle's family, who's from Sweden, had no idea what tree it was. And sure enough, I grabbed it, took a picture of it, bang, figured out what it was. And never yeah, used it. Was, it. Was, <laughs> forgot the name Are of you the tree. Like, yeah. Couldn't point it out again if I saw it. <laughs> and you you're spending nine ninety five a month on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember monkey balls? Yes. All right. Yes. Osage oranges. <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What? Yeah, they would. Uh, they fall from the tree in this area. They they are. Oh, I guess. What's the point of them? Uh, they're some. They're the fruit of That's that how tree. How you make little monkeys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, they smell disgusting. They, you know, they they would show up at some point in the school year because we would roll them under cars while waiting at the school bus. I don't remember it was the beginning of the school year or the end of the school year, but it would, it's the fruit of the Osage tree. Okay. I would imagine it's so the tree procreates. Yeah, I, yeah. that's why I wasn't sure of whether or not it was a uh, would create an actual monkey. All right, so hang on a second. We have a picture here in the studio. Is that what you say a monkey ball is? Yes. Okay. The, big, the big green thing? Uh-huh. All yeah. right. Uh, it, it, it's, are, you, are you thinking of something different? All right. So It's about you, like this case, right? Like, a, I'm, I'm doing a hand gesture to case, but it's... it's. If, if you look... Oh, that much bigger? Yeah, oh, like I a softball. softball. Uh, that that I didn't know. Yeah, mine are smaller, and it's more prickly. Your monkey balls are smaller. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, so the, when they when they dry right out... there, yeah. yeah. these. Okay, they're, they're brown... Sweet uh, gumballs? Sweet gum. Sweet gumballs. <laughs> So I would imagine it's from like you've heard of sorghum trees and stuff like that. My dad knows all this just stuff. A gum like, tree. like beechwood trees and things like that. Beechwood, you could actually take part of the inside of the inside of the bark. It was soft and you could eat it. I mean, as you remember Yule Gibbons years ago, there was a naturalist named Yule Gibbons and his yeah. whole deal. And it, it, now it's this the 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 sort of things that survivalists and all that stuff and bear grills engage in. But he was the kind of guy, and his his whole thing was. What you can eat in the forest and mm-hmm. all, and you know, and he was you ever see a, ever eat a, a pine cone, right? But um, uh, that knowledge is kind of cool. I just don't want to learn. It was always a big deal to us if we would find a buckeye. You guys ever seen buckeyes? Not sure. familiar. No, yeah, those are cool. What it's, are they? It's a brown nut-like uh, um, growth, and it's got a, a black area on it, and it doesn't look like an eyeball. But uh, see if you can pull up a picture of a buckeye. They're pretty cool and. We would collect oh, that's them. a buckeye. Yeah, uh, you wouldn't eat oh, them. Those though, are right? buckeye candy. I mean, uh, that's a cookie. Yeah, yeah th- here, this is an actual buckeye. Right yeah, here. that's yeah. a buckeye. These are cookies that grow in the woods. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, but we would. They were. They were kind of a a good luck charm. Oh, yeah, if you could find buckeye, you can roast them like you can roast a chestnut. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to get people who know them who say nasty things. About <laughs> right. <laughs> there you go, Steve. Yep. That's a. Uh, th- those are buckeye. I've seen those. Yeah. yeah, those are cool. My neighbor had two giant trees in their front yard, and I don't know what kind of tree it is, but uh, it had these things that we used to call Johnny Smokers, and you could basically cut them in half and smoke them like a cigar. Uh, and it was just the leaves, right? So if the, if these things fell off the tree before they bloomed into leaves, and the leaves were gigantic. What were they called again? Johnny Smokers. Johnny Smokers. Hmm. That's what we Name called them. Johnny Smokers. <laughs> yeah. And... And was it, would you inhale? You'd smoke it like a cigar? I smoked it like a Now, listen, I was also, here's the weird thing. Okay. I was young. I was probably in seventh or eighth grade when I smoked them. And my dad was aware of it. Okay. And like, and he was cool with it? Well, yeah, because he was yeah, like, oh, it's just yeah. a Johnny Smoker. It's just a Johnny Smoker. Like, he, you know, he had done the same thing when he was a, a kid. He was yeah. like, yeah, Johnny Smoker. The name is Johnny Smokers. My brother, Harry Knuckles, had invited me to PA. To eat a buckeye. <laughs> but these right. things would come off the tree, and they were long cylinders, and you would cut them in half, and then you could light it up and, and smoke it. Casey, I, I typed in Johnny Smoker. Okay. And I pulled up images, and every single photo is a picture of Johnny Depp smoking. Stop it, really? <laughs> I kid you not. Look at this. These oh, are, yeah, you're right, yeah. These are all pictures of Johnny Depp smoking. That's um, too funny. All right, so we found Southern Cigar Tree Seeds. Is that it? Yeah, that's exactly that's what Johnny it is. Smoker. Johnny Smoker. I've never heard of this. Okay. These see how, and so those things would be long. They were like 12 to 14 inches long, and then you would cut it in half. Did you ever Did you ever smoke a squirrel? I Yeah. You, oh, you, my you, God. You, you popped the head off. <laughs> okay. Oh, what was that? Uh, rabbit tobacco. What is that? Um, when I lived in the South, and I, I, I would know what it looked like, um, and it was a, it was a plant that grew... 
and supposedly you could smoke it. And as kids, we were, you know. For a high? Not really. It was kind of like fake fake tobacco, oh, rabbit tobacco. And, God, I vaguely remember this, but I think we'd put that in a pipe and smoke it. <laughs> now i got to look that up. Uh, yeah, Nick found it here. Uh, yeah, rabbit tobacco, sure. And you smoked it? Yeah, I mean, not inhaling. Yeah. Uh, you know. Sweet, everlasting, when crushed, the plant exudes a characteristic maple syrup scent. Yeah. yeah. It was just another one of those things like, yeah, we should... Yeah, we should eat that. We should we'll eat. We should rub that on our butt. All right, well, all right here's a pile of the stuff we're going to eat, and here's a pile of the stuff we're going to smoke. Yeah. Common names include Old Field Balsam, Rabbit Tobacco, and Sweet Everlasting. When crushed, it, uh, yeah, it has uh, the characteristics of maple syrup scent. Interesting. Huh. Uh, going back to the poison ivy for just a moment, I'm going to go to Joe. Hi, Joe. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up? So when I was seven years old, uh, you know, when you start to get sick, but I was out and uh, I found out we had chicken pox, but I got poison ivy on top on my leg on top of the chicken pox. Whoa. It ended up making me insanely sick. Uh, I had 104 fever. Wow. I actually, my legs swelled up so bad, like it was three times the size and they couldn't get it to go down. So they had to have surgery. I had surgery. They cut two holes in my leg to drain the infection. Whoa, dude. Well, yeah, that's and then now, because chicken pox are itchy as it is, uh, I actually have scars all over my legs and body from um, went from scratching so much because I was it was so itchy. That was quite common. That used to be the warning when you got chicken pox to not scratch because yeah. you could have you could leave permanent scarring. Yeah, but it was so bad. I'm seven years old, and I was in the hospital for three weeks, and the infection was so bad, it, like, ate away at the muscle in my leg, so I had to do rehabilitation for, like, almost a year. And it, and it definitely had to do with the combination of both chicken pox and poison ivy. Yeah, it's just because, and it was just my left leg, because that's the leg that I got the poison ivy on. Okay. But, I mean, it made the rest of my body, it made me even sicker, yeah. and they were... It, I mean, it was scary. Yeah, when infection settles in, it can it can wreak havoc on your entire body. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, hard. Wow. They should have put you on Johnny Smokers. Yeah, <laughs> All right, thanks, thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. I have no idea. Whenever it comes to long term infection, line up a Johnny Smoker. Available wherever there's nature. Uh, Peter, <laughs> available wherever there's nature. Peter is a horticulturalist and can answer any questions we have. Hey, Pete, how you doing? Well, first of all, I don't have the internet in front of me like Nick does. So, <laughs> so you just know you stuff. You just know stuff. Uh, I'm doing the best I can, but, man, I'm about to drive off the road listening to you. Holy uh, all right. Well, what, what's driven you crazy? Go ahead. All right. You said a while ago you rubbed up against something. It wasn't poison ivy, but it probably itched or burned or something like that. That was probably something called stinging nettles. Okay. And I have a funny story. When I was a kid, we were playing down along the Delaware River, and it looks like mint. And so I thought it was mint. I took a bite of it to chew it, and it got all in the roof of my mouth. So as a, as a horticulturist, uh, in this case, uh, with the people's inclination, and they, they have sort of a half-baked knowledge of stuff outside, is it wise to ever just stick something in your mouth that you don't know for certain what it is? It seems very risky. Well, you're exactly right. Um you know, the, the honeysuckle thing is one thing, you know, but if you don't know, let it go. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, 
like anything, if you don't know. Let it go. <laughs> right? I like that. Use that phrase. If you don't know, let it go. That's a good idea. But still, but you know, the poison ivy thing, some people are very allergic. It's an allergy. It's just an allergy. Well, what, what, what do you think it was that I, that I got on my arm that started instantly burning? I thought it was the stinging nettles. Okay, all right. All right, well, what about Johnny Smokers? What's your opinion on that, Peter? What made you want to drive off the road? Well, it was prior to that that I called, but I, as a matter of fact, I, I know that plant, but I was never aware of anybody taking him off a tree and smoking them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we never took it off the tree. They just fell off the tree. Just, so there you go. There you go. Don't stupid now. Isn't so smart after all. They were entirely too high off the ground to take off the tree. No, we... We used to smoke cattails as kids, pretending they were cigars. Cigars, all right. Mm-hmm. Did you actually light them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. All right, so... so if you punks. Okay. Punks, if you're yeah. walking around, it's and if you're seeing, like, what are what is what grows naturally in this area that you could eat, you know, off a, besides the obvious, an apple tree or something like that, What what is edible that comes to mind that is a, a real find if you know what you're doing? Uh, certainly, just in your front yard, you could eat dandelion leaves, no doubt about it. Huh. I'm not gonna. Dandelion leaves? Yeah. Yeah, you can put them in a salad. Can you eat your mailbox? Yeah. How about, uh, like, a nasturtium? You can eat a nasturtium, right? Say it again? Nasturtium, the flower? Yeah, absolutely. Nasturtium is a... Um, yes, you can. That's so, the common name off the top of my head. So skip your uh, lunch and just head into the uh, flower garden today. Yeah. Go outside. <laughs> What's the old uh, horticulture joke? Is you can eat like... a horticulture, but you can't make her think. <laughs> That's what it is. A pansy is the nasturtium. About pansies and pansies. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Peter. Well, whatever. And listen, be safe. Just be smart. Yeah. Okay. You just say whatever. He just whatever do, man. What'd you whatever for me for, Peter? <laughs> if you don't know, let it go. And he just hung up. He just hung up. Oh. Okay. That was like, we, we pissed well, off the horticulturist. He said he, said he was going to drive off the road. I thought he was going to name a whole bunch of things that we got wrong. And he just was. The uh, stuff you're saying is killing people. The fact that I didn't know of the the, the spiky nettles thing. Set him off, and he sold more records than Slim Whitten. <laughs> Spiky nettles. Hi, folks. I've been playing bluegrass for thirty-five years. I don't even think it was that. I didn't even think it said the proper name. It was something other nettles. I don't even think it said the proper name. That's right. Stinging nettles. Stinging nettles. Yeah. <laughs> Spiky stinging even nettles. My brother, Stinging Nettles. What's our names again? I don't even know. Stinging nettles. Whatever. Yeah. Greg right. Nettles Just played for the Padres. Here, Casey needs some some company. I'm going to go to Mike, who used to smoke Johnny Smokers. <laughs> hey, Mike, yeah. how you doing? All right, how you doing? Good. What's up, bud? Okay, now these things used to look. They look like um, giant uh, string beans. They used to fall off and they dry up. And yep. you smoke it, you get a head rush, right? <laughs> oh, boy. That's well, you were <laughs> inhaling it. I was not inhaling it. There's this stuff called brown tar like, heroin. You inhale a cigar, I guess, but, you, you know, you don't want it. It was kids. And the thing with poison ivy, you look for the redness around it, and it's got, like, hairs. That's what gets into your pores initially. I think he's right. Is there is there a redness associated with a a, a fully infectious or fully... Robust poison ivy leaf. Yeah, gonna look at the leaf, but I mean, you know, I, I'm doing the backyard, I'm doing this, and all of a sudden, uh, I get, I get violently, I swell up with that. I have an allergy to it. I swell up, like you know, pus and everything. Whoa! Wait, you throw up pus? 
No, no, he's swell up. up. Oh, swell up. I thought you said swell up. Okay. Okay. Pie, sit on crap and flowers, and some eggnog comes out of my penis. I don't know okay. what it is. Exactly. It's, 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 the, it's the deal. I mean, honestly, if you have a severe allergy to that, but the whole thing is the hairs are what gets in your pores. Okay. All right. Okay. So you have to be, you, you got to be action. You start crapping applesauce. So you got to be action. <laughs> Yeah, All right, thanks, Mike. I really love you guys. Right, thanks, love man. You, Mike. Appreciate it, man. All right. That is strange. Going. I'm going to go to Stephanie, a certified Pennsylvania master naturalist. Ooh, All right. She's certified. Who can answer any questions. Hi, Stephanie. Hey, guys. How are you doing? We're, we're doing pretty good. How about you? Good, good. I'm just listening to your conversation, and I there's this great program that's offered in our area that anyone can sign up for, okay, and learn what they whatever you want to know about our local environment. I think I think if someone was there able to take you through, I, I think you can look on a screen and you can look on an app, but it won't, it it can't surpass the ability to be out in nature and and find it and identify it out where it is because. It just it's just not the same. So this is what you do when uh, when this course is taught. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's uh, it's like a semester long course almost, and you can it's offered in Philadelphia County and Chester County. I don't think it's offered in Berks County or anything like that. But um, yeah, it's offered, and each each week you go in and a a expert in their field in botany or in mammals or in geology comes in and actually teaches you skills. Huh. To learn different things about the environment. Is this the uh, the Stephanie that works at John Hines? Um, I believe it's offered through them. So different um, ecological organizations will offer it through their specific organization. But that's not that's not where you work. I was asking no. if you work there. Okay, yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry, I don't work there. But I do work for a uh, environmental nonprofit. All right. So my you, fair, you know. Do you know all the things that you can eat in nature? Then. Yes, I would okay. say I do. Can you yeah. eat a Mata baby? I would, say, <laughs> <laughs> I would say, like, if I would go into a normal, like, Pennsylvania forest, I could probably identify 70% of the species there. All right. All right. So I, I heard this one uh, phrase. I mean, we had, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, the one guy say, if you don't know, let it go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mark, I think it was. <laughs> anyway, but uh, I had heard uh, red and, wait, um, red and sweet, good to eat. Meaning, no. if you see a red berry, you can eat it. That's no, not true. No, right? no, 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 All right, no, good. no, <laughs> no. Because uh, it could be like winter. We have like something called winterberry here, and that is poisonous. Or we have wine berries here, and you can eat. Like all of those, they look like raspberries, but they're actually invasive. Oh, okay. How about purchased in a store, safe to eat? I'm sorry. Purchased in a store, safe to eat. <laughs> Steve doesn't oh, like no. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> do we do we have uh, wild blackberries to grow in the area? Uh, wild? No, they're well. Technically, blackberries are like uh, native to like New Jersey, okay, um, but not really here. But people do plant them and they do thrive. What's right. the thing that that? Because uh, I know there's a particular berry that does look like a fruit that kids will eat every year. It's always a, a, an issue, and it, and it causes um, uh, it, it's like a poisonous berry, and you're always admonished to not you know to keep kids away from it. It might be hogweed. Okay, um, it's like that purple. It's very purple. Um, berry. It's very, it's like a chain of purple berries. I think that's it because it it yeah. almost looks like like a blueberry, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. extremely poisonous. Oh, there wow. you go. Okay. All right. Yeah, I also want to do, There's um, we have poison hemlock. I don't know if you guys see it. Like, they're always on the side of hallways. They're big stalks that are bright, uh, like bright white. They almost look like Queen's Anne lace, and the leaves look like carrot leaves. They're actually part of the carrot family, mm-hmm. and they're a neurotoxin. If you touch them, they will put you into Caesars, and they oh, grow what? everywhere. What? And they're here? Everywhere. They're here everywhere. Kathy, I do not everywhere. go outside. Like, yeah, don't go Wait a minute. Outside. Are you kidding me? Stephanie, name that again, please. It's called um, Poison Hemlock. Poison Hemlock. I'm going to look that up, okay. see what yeah, that looks too. like. And use you on your enemies. Everywhere. Everywhere. Here, try these lovely carrots. I got <laughs> here, I got you, you something. I left it in a basket on your front lawn. Eat up. Wow. Okay. This doesn't even look that bad. Yeah. No, it looks very no, innocuous. Yeah, you know what? This stuff is all over the place. I always thought it looked similar to baby's breath. I it thought, does. I thought, and, and in fact, I was pointing that out to my wife. I'm like, these look a lot like baby's breath. And so if you even touch that, you have an issue? Um, if, you, if you touch it, it can sting. But if it like if you somehow ingest it, it's a neurotoxin and it can cause Whoa. seizures. Okay. That's why you shouldn't eat anything yeah. ever. Oh, wow. That was used in a movie, was it not, Hemlock? Yeah, it's it's throughout history. It's been used as a no, poison. No, you're thinking of Nightlock. Nightlock was in uh, the uh, the the um, uh, Hunger Games series. It's what the Barry. Yes, that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, okay. Wow, interesting stuff. Thank you, uh, uh, Stephanie. Thank you for enlightening us. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no thank you, Stephanie. Appreciate that. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. What was that? Oh, I was just saying thank you. And thank you to you. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, that's pretty well. And by the way, concerning the caller before, yes, uh-huh. uh, I love this comment. It says, James Gandolfini isn't dead. He's living in Delco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, Poison Hemlock. I got to keep an, uh, press <laughs> an you ever, eye for that. You ever read uh, The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon by Stephen King? No, I'm familiar. I'm, it's, I've heard of it. But she I gets lost in the woods, right? And, yeah. and uh, Tom Gordon was a pitcher in the 90s and, and uh, early 2000s. He was a reliever for the Red Sox, and that's why uh, Stephen King liked him so much. Um, and so it, it's a, a story about baseball and this girl who gets lost in the woods, and then this monster shows up, right? But the, uh, he talks a lot about in the book uh, plants that she eats to survive, and at some points she starts getting confused. And if you ever read um, uh, Into the Wild, Part of why uh, Christopher McCandless died was that he picked the wrong thing yeah. to eat at, at, yeah. at a certain point, you know, and, and it looked just like something that yeah. was edible, but he chose something that was not edible. Yeah, in, that, in, it, go ahead. in the book, it's it's describing, and, and it had like a you know a colored stripe on yeah. on the seed or whatever, and he had misunderstood huh. it was a different yeah. color combination or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was like a vertical stripe that was edible and a horizontal stripe that was not, or vice versa. Or See, whatever. Uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, the only sayings I remember on this show are the ones that actually don't really matter like right. like yeah. raccoon at night everything's yeah, all right, right. raccoon yeah, during the day run away that's yeah. still good it, yeah it's but valid we yeah. talked about that snake right where it's like red touches yellow yes let that it is, mellow red is a good fellow. Black. Yeah. yeah step back Jack. i don't remember it's i don't a, remember which is bad and which is good that's the coral snake uh-huh uh and casey i don't remember it either yeah uh, because it looks very very similar coral I snake think, eat a cake i, I <laughs> I think it looks very similar to, it might be a milk snake, I'm not 100% sure, but one is venomous and one is not. Right. Uh, and they, they look almost identical. Bottom oh. line is, you should stay away from any snake that looks striped like that. And that They're very beautiful, both of the snakes are. They have gorgeous Don't colors. suck any snakes. Yeah, coral snake and what is the other one? The red touch, uh, oh, no, sorry, no, red touch black, black, friend of Jack. 
yeah, I don't know. What Red the other... touches yellow, kills a fellow. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the coral snake. That's okay. venomous. Coral snake, beat with a snake. <laughs> See? <laughs> this is why we have problems. Use a rake, eat a snake. Black. But I don't know what the, the other one that it's confused with. A scarlet snake. A scarlet snake. Which is harmless. Okay, all right. Coral <laughs> snake, your mom's a whore. <laughs> that doesn't rhyme. Um, that that's not even advice that I can use. We have I, to move along. I found a snake in my yard the other day. Oh, okay. take a break. Yeah, it was it was actually it was dead. It was kind of a it was a baby one, oh. uh, which was kind of interesting because I, I picked it up. It I guess it had been dead too long because it wasn't stiff or anything like that. And I I thought this was a good opportunity to take a good close look <laughs> at the snake. Uh, without you know having to worry Rick, about that, it. So Rager hadn't said it. Uh, no, yeah, so it was oh, still around. But they're uh, I guess they're uh, you'll you'll find them a little more. Common right now as it's uh, warmer and yeah, they're yeah. a little bit more active. All right. Well, anyhow, that was uh, I only noticed one thing oh, today. That was it. It's it a was good thing to notice that, that honeysuckles are out and they're they're in full bloom and they smell wonderful. But uh, uh, be careful when you do that because uh, when you do the uh, the tasting of the of the suckle, if you're suckling on your honey, uh, that it could have touched uh, poison ivy, which yes. led down that conversation. So, all right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment, and bizarre file stories are on the way next. It's a tumultuous time, yet essential employees go to work day and night to make our lives better, including the healthcare pros, delivery and SEPTA drivers, grocery, pharmacy, sanitation, and janitorial workers. And we thank our police, EMTs, and firefighters. WMMR is here for you, too. Friendly, familiar voices playing everything that rocks. Live, local hosts around the clock. So whenever you need a break from cable news for taking a walk or just getting outside or just to keep your workday moving, we are here for you on your radio, smart speaker, and the MMR app. Where you won't find us is on your credit card bill. We're in this together, and we wouldn't have it any other way. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Let's delve into the world of the bizarre, please. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Final. All right. These stories, Ratcha, are brought to you by HERS, the official chip of taking your summer to the next level. When it comes to snacking this summer, keep it Philly, Philly, and make it HERS. HERS forever good. A man seen on video charging protesters in New York while wearing a glove with four long serrated edged blades surrendered to authorities on Thursday night. Uh, pl- people were peacefully gathering on the overpass above the Cross Island Parkway when Frank uh, Cavaluzzi jumped out of a vehicle shouting, I will kill you, and chasing protesters while wearing this bizarre looking knife claw glove thing. It kind of looked like a Klingon weapon. Yes, exactly. Uh, He then got back into his vehicle and drove on a sidewalk, nearly running over the demonstrators. Demonstrators uh, had been in the area, hanging up Black Lives Matter signs and rallying after someone earlier this week was caught on camera ripping one down at the location. Uh, Cavaluzzi turned himself in. Uh, He was arraigned on charges of second-degree attempted murder, multiple degrees of attempted assault, reckless endangerment, and other offenses. And the judge set the bail at uh, $100,000. But it was this weird-looking... Medieval, yeah. I never saw anything like it. Yeah. See, I'm I'm picturing like Freddy Krueger in my mind. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't on the fingers. It was yeah, uh, more than that. Uh, See a picture over there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, It turns out there is such a thing as too much pizza. A Belgian man (laughs) 
says that he has been receiving mysterious pizzas that he never ordered for over a decade. What am I talking about? Of course. I am talking about the need to eat pizza. Uh, While it may initially (laughs) seem like an annoying prank, the victim says he's received so many pizzas over the years that he shakes every time he hears a scooter coming down the street. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Jean Van Lendingham. Says uh, delivery drivers bring pizza to his door at all hours and the day uh, through the day and night. Uh, this has reportedly been going on for almost a decade, and Lanningham says that he has no idea why. Initially, he reportedly believed that there was some sort of a mistake with his address and the correct delivery address. Unfortunately, the food kept arriving, sometimes even multiple times in the same day. If, with, has he ever tried to just collect it up and get and, and, and have some service come by, collect it, and give it to the homeless? I, I don't know what the okay. story... I don't know if it's paid for or what. Okay. While he mostly receives pizzas, other fast food items have also been included in the order. One day, Lanningham reportedly had 10 different delivery drivers come to his place on the same day. Wow. One of the deliveries was for 14 pizzas as well. So that's the big question. If it's prepaid or if it's not. And if they're 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 expecting payment on delivery, yeah. that's a nightmare. He said, I can't sleep anymore. I start shaking every time I hear a scooter <laughs> on the street. I dread that someone will come to drop off hot pizzas yet another time. Adding another odd layer to the mystery is the fact that one of his friends who lives 20 miles away has reportedly also been suffering from similar mystery deliveries. So they have a connection, and they're both being bombarded with pizzas. They can't get to the bottom of this? This has led authorities to believe that the culprit must be someone who the two men both know. Unfortunately for now, the cause remains a mystery. You'd think it would be pretty easy for people to figure out where the... For, for the company, the, the people delivering the pizzas. Right, right, where it's coming from. Yeah, or to decide, look, we're not going to deliver We're not going to deliver there. Today. Yeah. Uh, must be incredibly stupid. It continues. A man was arrested after he was accused of stealing a bulldozer from a construction site. The driver, a 39-year-old man, called the Cass County 911 Center himself just after 5.30 a.m. Friday and said that he had stolen a bulldozer and was en route to Omaha to protest and deliver a message to the world about corruption and false information that he said the news media and the government are communicating. Uh, The man warned everyone to stay out of his way, as according to the sheriff's office. Uh, They were contacted, and they were told a bulldozer was driving in the grass shoulder off of northbound U.S. Highway 75. Deputies tried to make contact with the man. Uh, but they weren't successful. The man had fortified the inside of the bulldozer to protect himself huh. and uh, complicate efforts to get into the cab. They say at times it reached a speed of over nine miles an hour. <laughs> uh, authorities diverted the bulldozer onto a county roadway and reached the man on his cell phone where they convinced him to stop and get out of the bulldozer, which had been stolen from a construction project. Uh, the man was arrested in a soybean field. Remember that story way back when in Colorado? The dude super, super enhanced, uh, what was it? Was it a bulldozer it was as a well? bulldozer. Yeah. yeah, and they didn't know how to get him the F out of there. He started wrecking the town yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he, like he had like a land dispute with a company that was nearby or something. And so he, he made like a super tank. And and I think, Steve, he may have suffocated inside of it. because Is it that was, how it, it ended? It was airtight. He had oxygen uh. in there and everything. But it, it's a it's on Wikipedia. It's a crazy story of somebody who was... They felt that they were in the wrong, and they decided to do something about it, and they just, he just destroyed half of this town. May I suggest, before you go off on one of these rampages, pay a visit to Digger World. Yeah. There you can play yeah. with all that stuff and not harm anyone. Right. All right. And then we'll do one more story and wrap it up. Let's uh, go with this. Is in, um, we, got, we can't end with that one. That's a nasty one. How about this one? A drunken man 
was arrested earlier this week after police say he broke into a zoo. This is in Massachusetts. He broke into a zoo to, quote, look at the monkeys (laughs) that lived on an island exhibit. They're awful cute. Joseph Villa was arrested Tuesday as he walked along a city street after officers found his wallet at the uh, Capron Park Zoo and reviewed surveillance video from the night before. Hey, monkeys. The break-in was said to be discovered by zoo workers arriving for work on Tuesday morning. Hey, hey, it's the monkeys. Uh, (laughs) Villa admitted to drinking and breaking into the zoo on Monday. Uh, He told the officers that uh, when he was asked what he wanted to accomplish, he said, quote, I was drunk and wanted to go look at the monkeys. And I wanted to become a commercial pilot. Uh, Here we come. But the interesting part about this is that the zoo doesn't actually have a home to monkeys. Wow. So it was all in his mind. But they have black and white ruffled lemurs that do live on an island that sits in the middle of a pond. That'll do. Uh, and lemurs are prosimians, by the way. They're almost monkeys. They're pretty close, according to the zoo's website. Well, it worked for him, right? Uh, but at one point during the break-in, Villa boarded a small boat, started to paddle out to the island. I'm coming! <laughs> I'm going to be a king of Monkey Island! But he, he started to, uh, apparently he jumped out of the boat because he got stuck, and then he had to swim to shore. What a damn boat. Where he allegedly uh, dumped his wet clothes. And uh, no animals were harmed. And, I don't want the monkeys to and, see me naked. And no damage was reported. So he, he tried. <laughs> the things that alcohol will make you do. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Things alcohol's made me do. <laughs> pretty amazing. All right. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you right now. We'll take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll have the lesson question and uh, trash and music news. Don't forget also that uh, we do have the next coolest teacher up for the running. Glassboro High School, Glassboro, New Jersey. Text the word teacher to 39333, and we'll send you the voting link. So let us know who you think should win. We'll be back in a moment. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. As we ease back into life bit by bit, Acme wants to help you reconnect bite by bite. When doors start to open, when parks are filling with laughter again, and you can reconnect with family and friends over food, Acme will be there with you every step of the way. For birthdays and barbecues, parties and picnics, and of course, down the shore. Celebrate life together with Acme, your favorite local supermarket, and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Welcome back to the work week. Hopefully you're just getting your day started right now at 10, 19 a.m. Wouldn't that be wonderful? (laughs) (sighs) Just rolling out of bed right now. I'm sure my son is still in a deep, deep, deep sleep as we speak. Uh, Yeah, we all go through that phase. Crack of noon, if we're lucky. Uh, But uh, some of us have to go to work, and that's what we do. And we are happy that you are on board with us uh, this morning. We have a few things still to get to. Uh, One of them being the lesson question. i got to pull this up here in just a second. And our prize uh, this week is a $50 Carabas Italian gift dining card. That's a solid one. All right, so the question 
that we're going to go with. Hang on a second. We're going to have a bunch of them from today. I think I know the one that I want to ask. Yeah, what are the names of Tony Bennett's two balls? (laughs) (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. I think that's uh, definitely worth asking. What are the names of Tony Bennett's two balls? 215-263-WMMR. Uh, if you were listening earlier, you probably heard, and you should know the answer and call us right now. And we're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by A.D. Moyer Lumber. All locations remain open to provide your building material and hardware needs and are focused on customer and staff safety. Call or email ahead for curbside pickup or delivery. You can find them at A.D. Moyer Dot com. What's going on, Steve? Well, Black China claiming racism was the reason for the Kardashians pulling the plug on her reality show, Rob and China, and not the fact that she and Rob had split up. Black China is also claiming that racism is behind her never winning a Nobel Peace Prize. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Fast and Furious star Jordana Brewster and her husband Andrew Form are getting a divorce. Ironically, Form says Brewster was too fast. While Brewster says form has a small penis. Hey! Mama Jun Channon startled everyone when she revealed that she has a new job delivering lost airline luggage to people's homes. Channon says she can carry more luggage than anyone else because she hooks a third bag over her tooth. (laughs) And that's your Hollywood trash. All right, we shall see if somebody knows the answer to this question. What are the names of uh, Tony Bennett's two balls? 215 263 uh, WMMR, and I will go to Kevin for the answer. Hey, Kevin. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Kevin. Named Tony Bennett's balls. Pete and Louie. Pete and Louie. <laughs> you are correct, sir. <laughs> Hang on just a second, Kevin. We're going to get your information set you with a $50 Carabas Italian Grill dining card. Carabas Italian Grill is open and serving the community with your favorite made-from-scratch Italian dishes through car-side carry-out delivery and catering. Order online today at Carabas.com. Let's get into music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Really smacked my lips before I did that, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. <laughs> Music news. Don't know why, but it just happened. All right. Uh, let me see here. Where are you? Oh, there you go. First story. Let's begin with this. Pearl Jam uh, released the uncensored version of its classic video for Jeremy on Friday. Uh, the band shared the clip to mark National Wear Orange Day, also known as National Gun Violence Awareness Day. The uncut video originally released in 1992, was previously unavailable in the U.S. after MTV declined to air it. Uh, The network objected primarily to a shot of the title character standing at the front of his classroom and putting a gun into his mouth. Uh, The official U.S. version uh, excised this shot. You guys ever seen it? I have. I've never seen this. It's um, interesting because in 1992 it probably would have been very shocking. Right. It's a bit mild by today's standards. Okay. Uh, so the official version uh, version of the clip ended up winning four MTV uh, Video Music Awards in 1993, including Best Video of the Year, Best Group Video, Best uh, Metal Slash Hard Rock Video, and Best Direction. What happened to the kid who played Jeremy? In the video? Yeah. Don't know. It's a good question. Uh, in conjunction with the release of the Uncensored clip, the band has also shared a revised version of its 1992 Choices t-shirt 
that originally read 9 out of 10 kids prefer crayons to guns on the back. The shirt now reads 10 out of 10 kids prefer crayons to guns. Uh, earliest year, of course, uh, Pearl Jam released its latest studio LP, Gigaton. And they had to postpone their tour. That will never not amuse me. Red Hot Chili Peppers guitars. I'm sorry. <laughs> you saw his face. Yeah, Nick has a, <laughs> yeah. Nick has a video playing, and it's it it, it yeah. went by Eddie's face when he's making the face. Kathy the face that you and you and Casey the facey Casey facey. He makes that quite a bit in that video. Can you give me one case here? <laughs> the best is, I guess it was I Love the 90s when yeah. they hit on this. And then I guess it was Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Yeah. when Because they had all the talking heads right, commenting yeah. on it. And they talk about the face. <laughs> uh, you know what? I got to see if I can find that on YouTube or something because it is hilarious. Your impression yeah. of the face is pretty much their impression. Yes. Your impression of them doing Eddie Vedder, right? I think, okay, I think yeah. the gist of it was, and I think it was Trey doing it, and he was saying that, uh, you know, and, and Eddie was was a bit of a heartthrob. Can you imagine him? Hey, you want to go over a drink sometime? <laughs> yeah. <making> that face. <laughs> buy a drink. Can you do that for me? <laughs> hey, can I buy a drink sometime? <laughs> <laughs> it's an ugly, it's ugly. It's it's a psychotic. <laughs> it's an ugly face. So, all right. Well, anyway, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers guitarist John Frusciante <laughs> has released a new song, uh, a new I'm sorry, new six song LP under the name Trick Finger, and it's titled "She Smiles Because She Presses the Button." And the disc comes less than two months after his last solo album uh, outing called uh, Look Down, See Us. Uh, the ambient electronic style is a far cry from the music that uh, he has made with the Chili Peppers. The new album is, Sticks. is a result of <laughs> what a, it, what a uh, statement called years of being immersed in machines, learning tracker programs, synth and drums machines inside and out, applying the same tireless approach he's exhibited throughout his career. Uh, for Shante, <clears throat> has recorded nearly two dozen records on his own. Wow. Singing on many of them. Uh, she Smells will be followed up with another album before year's end, which will make it uh, the third Trick Finger LP of 2020. Now, hang on to the It Stinks sound effect for a moment. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> Tommy Lee has announced a new solo album. It's called Andro. Due out on October 16th, Lee has unveiled two singles from the effort called Knock Me Down and Tops, with both clips directed by Limp Bizkit frontman Fred Durst. Uh, the first song features rapper Kelvane, while the second, or is it Kilvane, I'm sorry, uh, while the second includes uh, South Africa's Push Push. Other guests on the record include Buck Cherry frontman Josh Todd, rock star supernova, supernova singer Lucas Rossi, rapper and fashion stylist Brooke Candy, and others. The press release explained that the songs on Andro represent the male and female sides of music, equally important and equally powerful. <clears throat> Thus the name of the album, Andro. Androgyny is a combination of the essence of male and female genders, and the album is the manifestation of that concept. Now, I, I normally don't read comments because I just, okay. you know, all right. There's a lot of vitriol in comments. Absolutely. You can't rely on them. Uh, and in the prep that I got for the Music News this morning, there's one, two, three, four, five comments. They're usually mixed with positive and negative. I don't have any positive ones. <laughs> okay. and, Thanks. Uh, well, here, I'll, I'll read you a couple of them. Alan Brooks writes, I can't stop laughing hysterically at how essy this is, crappy this Thanks. is. 
David John wrote, I'd rather cut off my D and feed it to my dog than listen to that again. You're better than that! Uh, New South Metro wrote, this was delightfully bad. Those videos look like SNL rap skits. I love it. That uh, ain't you! Anthony Ellis wrote, what a disappointment. I'm South African. She's more embarrassing than apartheid. I guess that's one of the, <laughs> oh, wow, the, the musicians wow. on there. And, and then another one... Jay Richter wrote, Metallica must be relieved now that Lulu is no longer the king of musical turds wow. anymore. So those are the reviews. Now, I'd I like to hear a little I bit I haven't it. heard it myself, yeah. so I can't comment personally on it. It's coming over. Uh, all, right. all right, Marissa's working on sending some stuff. Send over. it over! Yeah. Uh, it looks like part of the video was filmed in, in Batman's basement, Steve. In, yeah, in, uh, the, sec- in the second. In the third uh, yeah, movie. Yeah, both the second and the third, Okay, right? yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, pretty reckless singer Taylor Momsen said in a new interview that while not actively pursuing acting, acting again at this point, she would never never say never to restarting her previous career. Momsen began acting at the age of three with a part in Shake it, in a Shake and Bake commercial, landing her first big role as Cindy Lou Who in 2000's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. She later became famous as a bad girl named Jenny Humphrey on Gossip Girl. She ended up leaving the show for good after the fourth season, telling. Uh, later telling various media outlets that her acting career felt like, quote, a past life. Asked if she's fully committed to music and whether she still feels like acting is behind her, she said, I will never not play rock and roll music. I'm going to be playing rock and roll music till I'm dead. For a long time, I said I'd never act again, but I've gotten older now, and who knows? It's not something I'm actively pursuing in any way, but never say never, I guess. Yeah. Uh, even though she's left acting behind, she said a while back that she's <clears throat> not embarrassed by her previous job. She said, I mean, it's part of uh, your past, so you roll with it, but I barely remember it. She said, I mean, I was three in the commercial and five in the Grinch, so it's a very distant memory. Shake and Bake was a lot of fun when it was out. Uh, but when it's on, I'll leave it on for about two minutes, and then I change the channel. It's a little too trippy. Do they still sell Shake and Bake? Oh, yeah. Oh, do they? Okay, oh, I didn't yeah. even know. I've not uh, been in the Shake and Bake aisle. Death by Rock and Roll, this fourth studio album from the Pretty Reckless, will arrive in January 2021. I was listening to some Pretty Reckless over the weekend. I like her. I like the band. I like yeah. her voice. I think she's a really good female rock singer, and we need some good, strong female rock voices. And she, I, I think she's solid. Um, and that's it. So right. I got music news. You want to hear some yeah. Tommy Lee? Yeah. yeah. Is that here on the Vox Pro? Yes, sir. Okay, so here we go. This is. Uh, uh, <laughs> Tops. It's called Tops yeah. featuring Push Push. Here we go. I don't play games. I don't win. If we played games, I see you lost heart. I don't write songs. I write sin. I don't speak. I toss sparks. So what? devastatingly disastrous. It's almost hard to watch. You move so fast. It's hard to keep up. You don't have to keep up. You just found Okay, out- besides the uh, the rapping, I'm, I don't hear any Tommy Lee in there. I don't hear any no. drums. Neither do I, I. I hear... It's synthesized stuff. Yeah. When your girl met me, she figured you'd leave her. It's out of your control. What happens next? What happens next is out of your control. To your left, can you hear my heart bursting up my chest? Is it just me or is there something I could grab hold of? Hold up, my soul's up for sale. I'm golden. A textbook told me that I was disgusting. Okay. <laughs> a textbook, I'm revolting. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> I don't hear. He's got a very signature drum sound that yeah. he's made with crew over the years. It's really big, huge sounding, uh, you know, deep shelled drums. I, I don't hear any actual acoustic percussion in that at all. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Yeah, I don't think I'll be buying that. In another direction. 
Uh, let's take a break. Come back in a second and uh, get to our Letter Day, Word of the Week prize. Pierre Robert, the update. See how he's doing, how his weekend was, what he's got planned for this beautiful day. We'll get all that when we return. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Dirty Honey. The Black Keys. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Here, Steve, we have an update for you on whatever happened to the guy who played Jeremy in the Jeremy video, because we were talking about that in Music News. Right. His name is Trevor Wilson. And uh, he apparently died in 2016 in San Juan, Puerto Rico. How old was he? Uh, You know that I don't know. He was young. He was only uh, 26, 27. Uh, So I remember... It says 36 there, Nick. I'm sorry. Age 36 in uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico. I remember one of the most uncomfortable interviews occurring with Kurt Lauder right after the win, I guess, when they won the MTV Music Award. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were, the band was there, and and, uh, Eddie brought... The, the and the actor who played Jeremy, you know, to the camera as well. Yeah, and it was just weird. And yeah. clearly, a veteran in the band did not want to be interviewed by Kurt Lauder. It's one of those one of those moments you just always remember. Ooh, I didn't. That know was that, painful. I did not know that guy had died. Yeah, had he, had, uh, you had his IMDb up, Nick. Had he ever done anything else as far as acting goes? No, I don't. I don't think no. so. That was it. Yeah. And uh, exactly. there's a, there's a whole story behind it, but it's on one of those pro versions of Billboard, so you can't download the whole thing. But oh, gotcha. um, I'll see if I can find out some more about it because it's uh, it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So for another time, maybe. All right. Anyhow, I want to thank Mark Zumoff. Yeah. For being on our show this morning. Encouraging info. uh, Yes, uh, the NBA season is tentatively set to start on July 31st. And uh, it was uh, was cool to talk to him. He's such a nice guy. So we'll see if that ends up happening. And then I want to thank, who is uh, the the guy with the largest mouth? Oh, uh, Phil. Phil, Phil, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He had called in. He's from Boyertown. He has the largest gape, largest mouth gape in the world. Uh, and uh, we had him on the show. He he lives locally, and uh, his mom is a huge fan of the Preston and Steve show, so he gave us a call, and uh, he was hilarious. He's a great kid, he's, he's yeah. Great 16? Yeah. yeah. So he's uh, he now, <laughs> we're looking at video Where of him just from? opening his mouth. He lives in Boyertown. Yeah. Man. Yeah, pretty wild, right? <laughs> uh, that would be the voice of Pierre Robert, hey! who is now in the studio, back from a weekend. How you doing, man? Good day, good day. Good day, sir. Um... Well, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, How do you follow that? I uh, mean, the largest gape. There's really no entertainer in the world can follow that. Nothing can follow that. I think even Prince would say, no, let's wait a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, no, no solos. <laughs> there's no. a gape. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Nick, you're back. Hey, man. How are you? You look like you've been in a cave. For <laughs> yes, a I, uh, I Nick's had to shave at some point and get a haircut. But you know what? I'm uh, at the point now where I don't care. So I'm just going to let it grow until I don't want to let it grow anymore and um, uh, letting the hair flow. So we'll see. We'll see hey, how it goes. Is this the longest that the beard has been? Probably, I've, yeah. I've never seen it this long. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's, it's getting a little out of control, um, but I got the mustache trimmed yesterday to return to work. So <laughs> <laughs> if, if anyone amongst us could grow 
a ZZ Top style beard, I think it would definitely be Nick. I don't think yeah. anybody else yeah. around here could do that too. Yeah, it's a little weak uh, on the chin, um, but uh, the, I got a strong neck beard. So yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, the jowls on the side here. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so, really growing. Uh, when I've grown a beard in the past, um, I had that that thing, which is like a little under the lip, down. Yeah, and so it doesn't fill in fully. And then it goes down, and my mine was always like half-assed, you know. It could never. It came in okay, but it wasn't a real beard. Nick, when you do decide to shave it, please let us do like some classic Civil War. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, you know how those yeah, guys yeah. went yeah. crazy with the facial hair, the mutton chops, like Burnside. I, I think was one of the guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome if we could if we could get somebody in to reconstruct. Yeah, some of those classic Civil War over the top. Wife. I've returned to broadcasting from the pandemic. <laughs> Things are going well, and we have a uh, muffler gift give to give away at the end of the week. <laughs> For the word of the week, prize. Yeah, I wonder if we could uh, trim it down in such a way that, you know, we we, we do it piece by piece. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know, come well, to the mutton chops first and then the mustache or whatever. Yeah, we, we would do a step-by-step approach right. so we could get various uh, styles. I'm all yeah. for it. Uh, there are plenty of examples out there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We definitely have to do that. Wow. Uh, so you're back from the weekend. I am. And you're raring to go? My power came on. I only had oh three my... and a half days without power. Wow. Three and a half days. Uh, um, you know, who needs food? Um, <laughs> what did you do or... with what was in the refrigerator? <laughs> I had to throw it all out. I had to throw it out, yeah. Mm, or had, light. Yeah. I had just got, well, the light thing, yeah. That, 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 it, that increased my volume of drinking. But um, <laughs> the... Um, the uh, food, you, I had just been to the store the night before, oh. so it was packed. And I don't cook, so I have frozen Full of entrees. bison steak and... Well, yeah. these really healthy vegetarian entrees. Yeah. Uh, with the excessive drinking and no light, any stories of stumbling, falling, tripping no. over things around the no. house? No. I, I was crawling. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just for safety's sake. You don't fall. If you crawl. <laughs> That's right. right. Sage advice. Don't fall. If you don't know, let it go. And if you don't, if you crawl, you don't fall. You don't fall if you crawl. If you crawl. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I will choose free will. Right. Yeah. Yes, sir. So Words to live by. Says I'm a shirt. All right. Uh, we should get the letter of the day. You ready? Yes. All right. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. N as in no sad bro. I like it. And we have a $250 Meineke gift card for the location in the Mayfair section of the Northeast. And uh, Northeast Philly, by the way. And they are offering 25% off to any customer who has had their catalytic converter stolen or cut off their vehicle. Remember we were talking about this? Yes. People have been stealing catalytic convertibles. Or not convertibles. Converters. (laughs) They help out our local favorite, Nick's Roast Beef, during this pandemic. And they want to make sure the same offer to all Philadelphians. Meineke in Mayfair wants you to know... They are here for you during this rough time and will help in any way they can. That's Meineke at 6140 Frankfurt Avenue. Okay. Uh, so we're going to give that away on Friday. It's coming up on the show today, man. Oh, I get you. I'm there. Um, it is uh, outside. It is as close to a perfect day as I have, uh, nice. I have seen. That's and good news. Perfect yeah. days here we just don't get that often. 
It's warm. It's not cold. There's a little breeze blowing. It's 72 degrees. Mm. Not an ounce of humidity is in the air. It's brilliantly sunny. It's it's causing the 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 leaves to kind of radiate, and the sun is bouncing off things really nicely. It's perfect. It's a good attitude adjuster. It is, and yeah. so I know you guys have a lot of meetings on uh, Monday. But um, are I've, you doing away with them? Are I've you... just uh, done away with them. Oh, wow! So awesome. you can go right out and to your automobiles and uh, expose yourself to the sun. Put down you know, the rumble seats. Yeah. After yeah. that that terrible storm that came through that just wreaked havoc. I noticed about one to two days after, everything just exploded as far as blooming goes. I mean, trees, uh, they're bigger in my area than I've ever known in years past of them just pushing it out. And really, everything is just beautiful right now. Yeah. We've had a really, uh, actually, beautiful spring but it was cooler than I would yeah. have liked, but yeah. that's, okay. that's okay. On the program today, we've got workforce blocks of uh, Lonesome George Thurgood and many, many, many words of wisdom does he have for you, Nick. Oh, well, great. <laughs> and uh, inspiration for you, Steve. Absolutely. I draw uh, a lot of inspiration from George Thurgood. <laughs> and Foo Fighters and Grateful Dead and other good things. Excellent. All right. I want to thank our sponsors. Preston Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, uh, official coffee of the Preston Steve Show. Uh, also, Auto Lenders, a smarter way to buy a car, and Meineke doing car care right. Uh, we'll get together again. We'll do it again tomorrow, yeah. man. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you then, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Every time somebody posts a picture of their lunch, I end up with a notification, and somebody makes it stop. Next message. I just realized that Casey sneaks fish songs in to a bunch of stuff all the time. I think it's the traffic or the weather. I love it. Next message. You made banana bread with these shit. Now I gotta get a notification. Get the fuck out. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484 434 1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. Hey, this is Norris Howard, host of Checkpoint XP on campus. So if you want to hear about the cool conversations that nerds have about everything besides video games, make sure you join us. That's Checkpoint AFK on Google Podcasts, B-Pod Studios, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.